Hey, look. What's up, Fro? What was uh, Beethoven's uh, favorite fruit? I don't know. Banana, banana, banana. <laughs> this week on another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about news of the week, TV of the week, corporate logo conspiracy, 1983 episode three review, movies of the week, and another digital review of Tyrell. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and uh, gentlemen, and welcome to another Digital Citizen, the high tower of technologies. Uh, we're going to talk a little about that because, hello, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. We are the high tower of technology podcast. The high, like, like the high towers, like the like that weird book from Jehovah's Witness or whatever it is. <laughs> that's Watchtower. Watchtower. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I meant is that we were the most uh, technological podcast in the world. I mean, we we have the freshest instruments, we have the freshest uh, things to record our podcast. Because um, what happened when we were going to start recording today? Uh, our our VCR broke. <laughs> what the VCR uh, broke what? that we record on? Yeah. Our VCR? What's the VCR? <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, we record on... Well, we record through a VCR using it as kind of like an amp. So mm -hmm. uh, we couldn't get it to work because my VHS tape broke. To get it to work, you have to run the VHS tape <laughs> for like a second. So yeah, I had to yep. go get a new VHS tape. But luckily I had mm -hmm. one underneath uh, the house, kind of, I guess you would say. Yeah. Uh, the high tower of technology. That's uh, another digital system. We use a fucking VCR <laughs> to record our show. I think a lot of people would use it if they realized they could. I don't think a lot of people are smart enough to figure out how to use a VCR to record a podcast. So, <laughs> right, <laughs> they go and spend whatever fifty dollars on some software. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I mean, I I still don't understand how we record this podcast so don't fucking ask me audience i have absolutely no clue i know luke has a vcr and i know the sound somehow goes through the vcr i have no clue how it works right i'm, I'm just using it as a preamp so it runs the sound runs out of the computer into the vcr back into the computer but the 
the VCR is used as a preamp to mix the sound down so it doesn't have like weird audio um, glitches because it's going if you were running from the computer back into the computer it would make this weird loop but the preamp causes that loop to to not be there you'd get you'd get weird artifacts if it was in a loop so Rush. audio and jargon I, I everybody I, loves hearing this <laughs> I, I and I understood absolutely nothing of what you said <laughs> <laughs> let's continue with, with what's hot what 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 is all uh, everybody talking about YouTube rewind this week wow right YouTube Ooh. rewind right it was pretty great wasn't it that thing that didn't have anything to do with YouTube in 2018 <laughs> so so fantastic I mean PewDiePie was in it they talked about PewDiePie in it oh wait that, no they did not I don't even know if he's really relevant to 2018 anyways is he oh, sorry is well, he uh, he is he I mean the hunt for subscriber He's his um, war against T series is one of the biggest things on YouTube, and they didn't even fucking mention it. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, uh, yeah, him getting so many subscribers so quickly, I can see that. But right. I guess he's just as relevant as some of the other things that were on uh, this 2018 YouTube rewind. You know what I mean? As yeah, far as like, like for example, Will Smith. I mean, he's so relevant to YouTube. Uh, yeah, he opened it up, so he must be relevant to YouTube, right? I don't, I didn't get it at all. Apparently, somebody, I, I was reading that he was like made a YouTube channel recently, and that's why he's on there. Is that real? Oh, okay. I have no clue because, because he's Will Smith, him. and he made a YouTube channel that is relevant to being on YouTube Rewind, right? I have no fucking interest in that whatsoever. I don't get it either. I'm sure he got a lot of followers, probably, and that's what they're going off of, but he is Will Smith, so he probably just uh, went on his other social media accounts, with our, which already have a lot of followers, and just added those followers to his... Or those people added themselves to his YouTube account because he probably blasted it for weeks, so it's not the same as like somebody who's not famous already getting a YouTube right. channel and having, getting a, a bunch of views, right? So, uh, how many likes and dislikes does this video have now? Oh, I don't even know. I'd have to look it up. Uh, it's a lot, right? It's like, it, it was close to the most un, uh, disliked video of all time last time I looked at it. Uh, let's see. It's uh, 2.1 million likes. And hold on to your shares, ladies and gentlemen. 9.2 dislikes. Nine point two million, right? Yes, yes. That sounds about right. So what? Uh, eight times as many, or I guess a little less than eight times yeah. as many, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's saying something, right? And they had what did they have? They had ASMR in there, which yeah, that was supposed to be something that was big for two thousand eighteen. Uh. We covered this oh. on the show, Fro, on Another Digital Citizen. We did ASMR as a main topic, and we covered it because we had seen it on YouTube in mm -hmm. July of 2017. <laughs> what? 17? Hold on. 2017? Uh, we're not in 2017, are we? All right, and then they also had um, Mukbang, remember? Like, mm -hmm. 
and we had covered kind of competitive eating and mukbangs on the show as well. Well, episode twenty nine, sixteen. Believe it or not, throw even farther back. April of two thousand and fifteen is when we covered it. <laughs> so what you're really saying is is that another digital citizen are high trending. We <laughs> pick the high trending topics before it's the high trending topics. That's what you're saying. I just it, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, we we just noticed these things happening, and that maybe maybe we noticed those two things happening before they were big, and now they're big on YouTube, and that's why it was in YouTube Rewind. But I just thought it was weird because we covered those a long time ago, and they <laughs> seemed pretty popular at the time, especially ASMR. I remember it being mm-hmm. already very popular. How many oh, yeah. different oh, yeah. channels when we went to YouTube so were many. there? There were probably like forty. So many. Yeah. Yeah. And and we talk, and and there was articles about it as well. We, we 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 didn't just pick this out of our ass, as we usually do. We we looked into it, and and there was a lot of things going on. But yeah, no, it's uh, one of the most disliked YouTube videos. That's kind of funny, and uh, it was the fastest growing uh, disliked video over a short time of period like uh, in 24 hours or something i think right okay was most disliked uh, uh, like the fastest growing dislike video of the entire world or something like that uh i posted a great video by h3 h3 on our Mm -hmm. uh, facebook page and they they took the first youtube rewind which i think it was 2013 which opened up with um President Obama kid, if you remember right. him, and then yeah. they compared and contrasted the two, and it was like it was a very good video because it just shows how yeah. YouTube has changed in it, really only five years. It's been a pretty short oh, yeah. period of time, and YouTube is completely lost touch with oh. their, I guess, their user base. You know, user it's like base, yeah. this Hopefully. is how the user base sees YouTube and how they use YouTube and what they like about YouTube. And here's what YouTube wants everybody to think it is. And then they made right. YouTube Rewind. But uh, that's one of the reasons why I think things like Twitch uh, could survive is because uh, YouTube integration with live videos is atrocious i mean uh, uh streaming live on youtube is such a hassle and even youtubers like uh, pewdiepie has talked about how fucking disgraceful things like that is and i think one of the reasons why twitch is so popular is because youtube have absolutely no way of of connecting to people that want to stream uh, live well, that and, I mean, multiple people, even during live streams, when it was the big ad, well, not it was kind of after the adpocalypse, but there was the, uh, uh, LA Beast was doing a live stream, and he, it got shut down mm. in the middle of it, because he was eating a cockroach, like one of those dead cockroaches you buy off oh. of one of those st- weird, weird food stores or whatever, and that got shut yeah. down, and then there was the... H3 podcast got shut down because they even mentioned the word Alex Jones and it got shut down in the yeah. middle of it. That was a big thing. And then yeah. right after that all happened, I, do you know who the Dudesons are? Yeah. Like Finnish. The Finnish. Yeah. They're like huge superstars Jackass. there. In America, they're, you know, they're 
big, but they're not as big as in Finland. Yeah. But um, the they've Jack, uh, jackass. Yeah, Finnish jackass. Yeah. But they're like super yeah. famous there. They have like giant production companies, their own TV shows, and everything. Uh, they were right. doing a lot of stuff in America on YouTube, and they've completely moved over right. to Twitch, basically 100%, because the stuff yeah. they do is not acceptable on YouTube, but it is acceptable mm -hmm. on Twitch. So, And it's so... I find it so interesting. Uh, and I, 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 I think the YouTube Rewind dislikes kind of also comes from that point uh, of, like... Uh, showing them a big F you to the company like YouTube, like, don't fucking do this. And I, I feel kind of, I don't know if I feel bad for, for the people that's in the video, but kind of I do. Like, I mean, uh, yes, they were probably paid a good deal of money from YouTube. Right. But uh, don't you think that uh, content creators that are in this video will lose views of because of this because uh the people that are in the video you mean it's possible mm -hmm. i mean i'm trying to think of who i really feel bad for that was in the video there's a few people that are jack were all and right. mark Blyer was there wasn't there uh i jack don't Septa remember mark applier being there i remember jack septic guy yeah but i don't yeah, remember mark i like him okay i don't really watch like either him. of those guys to be honest but i know they're popular yeah. Right. Um, but, I mean, there was Ninja on there, and he's not even a YouTube star. He's on Twitch. Right. <laughs> so, I don't really feel bad for that guy. So, that's so strange why he was in that YouTube video. So strange. Anyway, anything else we should cover before we go into the real news? I mean, I just wrote down YouTube has basically become the front line of the fight for the internet, is what it really is right. at this point. Like, yeah. Uh, where all the action is going down as far as the fight for the internet is the U is YouTube right now, and mm -hmm. YouTube's trying to censor it as quickly as it can, but it can't censor it as fast as you would think, I guess. So, yeah, no, it's interesting. Uh, we we're going to cover something that we we kind of uh, need to cover, but we have to say there is a vote going on approximately when we record this, uh, about Theresa May, uh, because she was supposed to uh, have a vote on Tuesday over her Brexit deal, and she uh, called it off. And, right, exactly. Uh, that Brexit deal, uh, it's... it's uh, I, was, I was talking to Marriott, and I said it's one of the most stupid things that she has ever done as a prime minister. I understand that she had to go out of her prime minister chair and say, like, I couldn't do this if she was voted down. But she was just pre... pre, uh, pre what, what do you call it? Pre... I don't know where you're going with this, to be honest. <laughs> she, she was just Pre, uh, she was just delaying the obvious okay. uh, outcome. Yes, right. Be because uh, she will, uh, she moved it from Tuesday to t tomorrow. But going on, on right now, there there is a vote on her uh, uh, leadership. 
there, there's a vote of no confidence on our leadership, right? In is, uh, that's happening, I'm, I assume, right now in the parliament, and right. should be over in about a half an hour. So maybe by the end of the news, we will know what happened with that. But uh, right, she called off the MP vote uh, on the Brexit deal because she said she wanted right. to go back to Brussels and ask for changes. But then uh, the e- the EU came out and said they there was no chance nope. they would re- renegotiate a deal <laughs> yeah. in any way whatsoever, that that was not yeah. going to happen and that they didn't even know really why she did that. But it seems like she's just buying time because she knew that the, the deal she had made wasn't going to pass in the parliament anyways, is what right. it's sounding like. So she was just kind of delaying this to kind of uh, try to fix it, but she knew it wasn't, and now we're in the middle of her, basically, there's a very good chance she's going to get kicked out of office uh, with this vote of no confidence. Is that what it's looking like to you? Yes, it's looking extremely uh, likable that we're not going to have Theresa May as Right, because what I'm reading is the Tories are the one that brought up the vote of no no confidence, not any other party. So when it's your own party bringing it up, the other parties are going to vote for it, so... Yes, so it's... uh, They already are talking about who is going to take over uh, from her. Of course, uh, my favorite politician in the whole world is in in the talking of who's going to be the new prime minister, uh, Boris uh, Johnson. Uh, oh, really? I thought he had retired or whatever. But he's just gonna uh-huh. if he, if. Oh, okay, all right. So he's one of the he's one of the uh, biggest uh, cards, and I think that would be so so funny. <sighs> he's already Maybe. a laughing stock, right? He's just gonna yes, yes. <laughs> it's just going to be like the Donald Trump in England, basically. It's like yeah. the same bad hair, almost. The same, like, nobody takes you seriously at all. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, other people that are in the talks are people like Dominic Rabb, never heard of him. Uh, Schwad David, never heard of him. Michael Grove. Uh, Gov, never heard of him. Jeremy Hunt, I have heard of. Okay. Uh, David Davis, he was the Brexit uh, minister that quit. Never trust a guy with two same names. No. And Amber Rudd, the only uh, female. Never heard of her. Oh, okay. I would say she has a good chance, though, if they, mm, for some reason, want to put in another uh, woman just to maintain that uh, aspect of things, uh, female leadership. Oh, my... My my one pound is going to go on Boris Johnson, just because I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, well, from what you're reading, it sounds like he has a better chance than most of those other people that we've never yes. even heard of. So, I mean, he's he's first on the list uh, on BBC's uh, uh, article of Tory leadership. Who could replace Theresa May if she goes? I know he's, he's the, been jockeying for the position for a while. It's not like yeah. he's been jockeying for it for over a year, I would say. Oh, so Yes. Oh, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. So we'll keep you informed. If anything is breaking news on the podcast, we will keep you informed. Right. Keep that up but, if uh, you get any breaking news, Fro. Just shout it out. Right. I will. I will say breaking news! <laughs> 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 yes. Uh, but uh, let's move on to other uh, not-so-breaking news. 
All right. Uh, Marlboro Makers uh, place places one point eight mil uh, billion, not million billion Ooh. dollar bet. Uh, on marijuana. What? What? Mm-hmm. Marlboro. Didn't we talk about Marlboro getting into the marijuana game at some point, like not too long ago? Uh, I think it was Fro. Yeah, you w- brought that up, didn't you? Right? Yeah, I would say we talked about this maybe uh, one to two months ago. Uh, one of the world's biggest tobacco companies is diving into the cannabis markets with a $1.8 billion buy in. Uh, Mar- mm-hmm. Marlboro maker Altria Group is taking a 45% stake in Kronos Group, a Canadian medical and recreational marijuana provider, Friday, uh, which we talked about Canada legalizing completely recently, so now Marlboro is trying to get in on the action. Uh, the agreement mm-hmm. agreement includes a warranty to acquire additional shares uh, over the next four years that could give Altria, which is based out of Richmond, Virginia, a 55% uh, ownership stake in the Toronto company, so they would have, they would have a complete, uh, you know, uh, ownership stock-wise. If they had fifty-five percent of the stock, they would have full say of what would happen over even the people that probably started the group. Uh, that would mean Altra's investment would be the same league as the four billion spent earlier this year by Constellation Brands to acquire Canopy Growth Corp, another Canadian pop producer. Uh, which, right, we talked about that in August. The August investment by Constellation made makes Corona and other beverages uh, was the largest uh, by, to date by U.S. by major U.S. corporations to get into the cannabis market. Right, when we talked about them, Coca-Cola getting into the uh, cannabis drinks, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they were talking about there as far as the drink market. So, uh, yeah, it's looking like Marlboro's, Mar- we're going to get Mar- Marlboro joint packs. Is it, you think they're going to label them as Marlboro joints? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they they have a brand. Right, it's a known brand. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean... I wonder if they already have something called, like, a Marlboro Green. Like, that would right. be, like, a... Maybe, like, a... You know, like, a... Menthol. A menthol. menthol. Exactly, right. Yeah. Let yeah. me see. Mm, oh, yeah, they already do. Marlboro Special mm-hmm. Blend Menthol Green 100s. Yeah. So they can't call it Marlboro yeah. Green, which... W- that would be my suggestion. If you're going to make marijuana cigarettes, <laughs> would be to call it Marlboro Green, but... What's about Marlboro High? They can't have that, right? No, no. I mean, as far as like an as already a cigarette name, I'm imagining. No, let's I hope I don't. Small, oh my gosh, high. you're never gonna believe this. There's a Marlboro High School. When I look up Marlboro High, it <laughs> comes up with Marlboro High School. <laughs> oh, Assistant oh Principal Bruce Cortellano. So, just to let you know, oh. it's in New Jersey. Look, I know what we forgot. What? I suddenly remembered what we forgot. You have a soda there, don't you? Oh my gosh, we forgot soda. Right. <gasps> and we were done with that article, right? We were done with that article. Yeah. So, yeah. Let, me, let me grab the soda real quick. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I will t- tell the audience. Um, the thing is, like, I saw... 
And I am guessing everybody saw a lot of commercials on American TV uh, about this new Sprite coming out. Okay, I got it. Sprite Cranberry. And it is, uh, I think the commercial is with that uh, basketball player. I I don't remember his name. I really, is LeBron James? I don't know. We don't know basketball. We don't, we have no concept of basketball, so... But anyway, he was in. It's a cartoon commercial, and and I I saw this cartoon commercial, and I was like, oh my god! I have to ask Luke to get this uh, right. Sprite cranberry. Uh, uh, we got we got it for the memes. There's tons of memes of this because <laughs> it's a ridiculous commercial. So uh, here's one thing, Fro. Before I get into mm-hmm. this, there's two things I don't like: cranberry juice and Sprite. So I'm guessing this is not gonna. <laughs> Go well. I'm going to guess this is going to rate extremely high on the list. Of, don't ask you like that. Right, exactly. Um, but I was only able to find a two-liter bottle. Uh, oh. So I got a giant bottle of this. So let's... Ooh, what the carbonation? Oh, yeah, well, it's a two-liter bottle. It's got a lot of extra extra carbons what? in it, I guess. <laughs> is that what you say? No. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, what does it smell like? I'm actually gonna pour it into a glass because this is a giant bottle. Oh, okay. So, okay. Pour this into a glass. Oh, listen to that audience. That's a good noise. Yeah. Um. Uh, you want to know? <laughs> this is crazy, Fro. But it smells like cherry again. <laughs> I don't know if people. At soda companies don't know the difference between cherry and c- cranberry, but cranberry. This yeah. smells like cherry. It's just what it smells like. But we'll get into it. I'm gonna drink it out of the glass. So, all right. Can I ask you, uh, you before you taste this? Uh, does it smell artificial? It smells less artificial than the Mountain Dew for sure. Okay. Like this smells kind of like a natural flavor. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Actually, I should check that on the bottle. What? If it's natural flavored, uh, right? It says lemon lime and cranberry flavored soda with other natural flavors. With other natural huh? flavors, so they could be some cherry cranberry. flavor in here. For all I know, it doesn't say on the ingredients. So, but let's try this. I'm seeing a lot of carbonation in here in the glass. So, do you like a lot of carbonation? <sighs> yes, yes, I do. Let okay. me get, take another sip. Okay. It tastes like Sprite. Um, oh, okay. I'm really not getting a lot of cranberry. Is it uh, is it too lemony? I'm tasting a lot of le- like I taste the Sprite, but it's very like the very smallest, tiniest little hint of cranberry. Like the Mountain Dew had a, a cranberry aftertaste. You know that cranberry aftertaste right. you get when you none of that. There's no cranberry aftertaste here. Um, Where? and it's super like you barely, it's a hint, hint, hint of, uh, kind of a cranberry. Uh, can you understand where the cherry, uh, smell comes from when it tastes like spikes with cranberry? Um, no, I really don't know. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, this is better than the Mountain Dew. And I don't okay. even like Sprite, but this is better than a normal Sprite. I'll be honest with you. Uh, okay. 
what is it that makes it so much better when you say it's just got a little like fruity tang like i'm trying to think of you ever had one of those like um what those waters that's like it's flavored water and it's got that little hint of like or maybe like um cucumber water that you'd get at like a a restaurant or something where beer it just kind of tastes like cucumber that's what it is but it's just enough of a flavor that it makes it um, for me, because I don't like Sprite, it gives it a little, just enough to make it tastier than what I think Sprite is. So to me, this is mm. better than regular Sprite, but I'm still mm. not a fan of Sprite. So, which would you give this out of ten? Honestly, I think this would be great to mix with alcohol. I think this would be okay. great to mix with like juice in like a punch for like a party, and then okay. put alcohol in that. Um. So I think uh, I'm going to go pretty high. I'm going to go a 7 on this. Wow. It's pretty good, actually. I mean, I was I was expecting it to be kind of a joke, um, but it's pretty good. I think I'd drink this again. I'd recommend yeah. this, like I said, if you want to like make a punch, like a sparkly punch for a party, and you were to put some mm-hmm. like fruit punch and mix this in with it, I think you'd have a really good punch for your party. Uh, cool. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think this is a total recommend, but I think it would even be better as a mixer than maybe as just a regular drink. So yeah, that's my that, that's what I think. Yeah. Woo. I can't believe that we fucking forgot that. Oh, uh, I can cuz we were going off about the uh YouTube well, rewind yeah, cuz yeah, that was so ridiculous this week. I can I can see how we missed the other um uh, online thing that was really big, kind of. So, uh, let's uh, do a a really big jump from Sprite to Julian Assange. I have absolutely nothing funny to say between those two things, because they have absolutely (laughs) nothing to do with each other. I bet Julian Assange wishes he could have some Sprite Cranberry. Wouldn't it be funny if he's in the embassy and then all of a sudden LeBron James bursts through the door? Hey, you want a Sprite Cranberry? (laughs) What was that? Uh, sorry <laughs> for talking about that. anything else. Uh, where the fruit punch goes through the wall. Kool Aid. Like, right. Kool Aid, yes. Kool Aid man. 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 Yes. Kool Aid man saves anyway. Julian Assange from Embassy. That's going to be next week's <laughs> news. <laughs> so Julian Assange uh, rejects. Uh, <laughs> A deal between the UK and Ecuador to, for him to leave the embassy. Uh, right. Uh, Julian Assange's lawyer rejected the agreement by Ecuador's president to see him leave the embassy after six well, years. I, yeah, I'm sure Julian Assange had something to say with it. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, he's talking through his lawyer, exactly. Right. But, uh, Lennon... M- m- Moreno, the president of Ecuador, has made no secret of his wish to get rid of the WikiLeaks founder, uh, who sought asylum in 2012. Uh, on Thursday, he announced a deal. A deal had been reached between London and Quito, uh, the capital of Ecuador, uh, to allow uh, Mr. Assange to be released. Um, Moreno says the way has been cleared for Mr. Assange to take the decision to leave in near liberty. He did not specify what near liberty meant. Yeah, uh, no. That's weird. 
So, uh, Mr. Assange's lawyer, Barry Pollock, told The Telegraph the deal was not acceptable. Uh, the legal team have long argued, they, long argued they will not accept an, any agreement which ri- risks him being extradited to the United States. Wow. Uh, after, last, after last year, Jeff Sessions, the former U.S. attorney had tendril, uh, former U.S. Attorney General, said arresting Mr. Assange was a priority. And in November, a filing error revealed Mr. Assange uh, faces charges in, in the U.S., although it's not clear what those charges are. So, yeah. Uh, from Until what I read, England yeah. did say that they would not uh, extradite him, but that doesn't mean that the U.S. wouldn't come get him, I guess. So... Just to be extremely clear, all of you Democrats out there are like said, saying, this wouldn't happen if Hillary was in the power. He could go to back to the USA. No. <laughs> Just wrong. <laughs> right. She, she probably likes him less than Donald Trump, to be honest. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but I, uh, I heard that this week. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't think you know what you're talking about. At first, the story came out and it looked like, or uh, I think I want to say it came out on Friday that they had uh, str- right. struck a deal, uh, England and, uh, or the UK and Ecuador. And then it wasn't until the next day that the lawyer came out. So. When it first initially came out, I go, oh, cool, he's going to get out. London right. says they're not going to extradite him. They're not going to send him to the U.S. They're not going to charge him with anything. In London is what they said. If they release him, uh, you know how London had said that skipping bail or whatever is what they were going to charge him with? They said if right. he just gets out of the embassy, we won't charge him with anything. We won't extradite him. England said this. But uh, Ecuador did say that thing about near liberty he'll be able to get out with near liberty and that's a little you know yeah right that might have ruined it so uh how do you or don't you like macron's i didn't like him when he first got in remember when this when the election happened and there was the it was like a progressive candidate whoever i don't even remember who he was and then there was the right winger and they, it was like battling back and forth um, who was going to win. And then all of a sudden, Macron came out of nowhere, and there was this third candidate all of a sudden, and he took all the votes away from the progressive candidate. Uh, I think if that progressive candidate would have gotten in, we wouldn't have any of the problems we have right now, to be honest. I love how Luke didn't even uh, listen to the question and that I was making a joke. <laughs> How do you like Macron's? I asked. Oh, I did. I didn't even get that. Uh, you mean macaroons? That was kind of close, yeah. I guess. I don't know. He's so close. I don't like uh, coconut really. So if it's a coconut, if they have coconut <laughs> on them, I'm not a fan. But not all macaroons have coconut, right? No. And I was going to say I don't like this Macron. See what I did there? Yeah, the. Yellow jacket violence. Uh, France, uh, most or- urban uh, right, more than a decade as the yellow jacket act- activists torched cars, smashed windows, 
looted stores and tagged Dark the Trumpf with multiple colored graffiti. It looked like a fucking war zone down there. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a riot. Uh, I, I would... What's the difference between a riot and a protest? I guess it's people smashing things and burning things, right? Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. This is definitely a riot. Uh, people firing tear... Or the police firing tear gas all over the place and everything else. So, yeah. What I saw looked like a riot, at least. Now, I don't understand love for Macron. I I, 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 I never liked him. He, he's a EU puppet, if you ask me. I don't he, think a lot of people are loving him right now. I mean, even the people who at the time, at least no. here, the Americans I know who were like, oh, we got to get Macron in there. Now they're like, right. I'm on the side of the yellow vest. Uh, maybe you yeah. should have been on the side of those people when you th- thought he should have gotten in initially. That probably would have been a good idea. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's all, 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 uh, kind of bottled up to this. And I, I understand this. I mean, it's, it's, it's protests against so many things. Right. Well, at least here in America, they're trying to just say, the only reason it's happening is because of the tax, uh, the taxes nope. on gas, but it's really been no, building no, no. up because of the policies he's been putting in place and the gas prices is kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back in a way. Right, right. And it's it's kind of... It's hard to... It's hard to feel kind of sympathy for either side when you see uh, the jello jackets destroying things in their way of of, right. uh, of of making their point, but also I understand their fucking frustration of where uh, France has gone the last uh, two years. I mean, uh, yeah, France I mean, has... the one thing about as f- sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. No, Fr- France has been under under a constant threat of terrorism. Uh, and uh, that's mostly because they have been such allies of America and uh, has been also a big NATO supporter and and uh, has a military that is pretty modern, to be honest, and have used a lot of money on, on, on uh, military the last uh, two years, and we see, we see uh, kind of the, the, the cork going off a champagne bottle in this uh, uh, yellow jacket right that's going on right now. It, it's it's the frustration that it's bubbling over because of all the things they have gone through lately. It's it's just not just the price of gasoline. Right, it's the policies that are being put in place that uh, are causing people to realize that their government is not on their side. They're on the side of the banks and the corporations and making sure they maintain profits and whatnot. Um, and as but far as like again, violence goes, yeah, you're gonna no, when you have a massive protest, somebody's there's gonna be an idiot that does violence. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and, and but at the same time, sometimes. 
you need like if a car gets tipped over tipped over and burned and nobody gets hurt is that really violence i don't think that's necessarily violence it's a destruction right. of property sure but at the same time i've heard what i heard this recently um having a protest in your apartment by yourself doesn't do anybody any good you see what I mean? Like, you have mm. to get out on the street and block traffic and turn over cars and get people to notice you. Otherwise, the point is, there's no point to a protest. I don't think you need to beat people up or uh, hurt people, but sometimes if people aren't paying attention to you and not listening to you, turning over a car to... It's not really hurting anybody. It's not really violence. It's just getting people's attention. That's my personal opinion. Um, in saying that... Don't go out there and start turning cars over because I said so, but yeah. I mean, if we look at the history of France, the French Revolution. The French Revolution was one of the most violent uh, riots there was uh, to bring uh, the king of of, uh, France, France down. I mean, it was an important revolution, and I, I, I look at it in... I am not saying it's the same thing right now, but I, I can see the frustration of, of like, uh, uh, the small people feeling that they aren't listened to, they aren't, uh, they aren't getting heard by the higher-ups. Well, it's been, what, two weeks, I want to say, since the, when we first covered this? Right. When we first mentioned it on the news, so it's been at least two weeks, if not more, that this has been going on, which I think it's actually been about two and a half weeks. And just like mm. in the last two days, Macron came, Macron came out and said he's uh, thinking about uh, changing some of the taxes. Like he didn't come out with any actual policies and say, here's what we're going to do to fix things. He said, well, if you guys stop, then maybe I'll think about it. That's not he's not that's not great leadership. Let's be honest. <laughs> No, it's it's really weird. Um, hey, I've been to Egypt uh, uh, when I got uh, was in my honeymoon. I was in Egypt. Right. Okay. I I saw the pyramids. Uh, it was one of the greatest uh, things I have ever seen. I've uh, never been there. I didn't do. Huh? Sorry. I've never been there. Yeah, I'd like to go someday. Yeah. Guess what? I didn't do. Uh, climb on top of the pyramid? <laughs> yeah, and I didn't get naked either. <laughs> because Egypt probes image of naked couple atop of pyramid. All right. <laughs> Egyptian authorities has launched an investigation into images said to show a naked couple who scaled the Great Pyramid that has sparked outrage in the Muslim country. The official said Tuesday, yeah. It's really smart to do this in a in a strict Muslim country as well. Right. Uh, in the video uh, titled "Climbing the Great Pyramid of Giza," Danish photograph Anush Witt appeared uh, to scale the four hundred thousand uh, five hundred years old uh, uh, old tomb on the outskirts of Cairo at night. Oh, of course, with an Identified that later seemed to take off her top. I hope they knew each other at least. I would assume (laughs) that they knew each other. (laughs) 
<laughs> he got her off Craigslist, maybe. <laughs> yes. The 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 really known Egyptian uh, Craigslist. Craigslist, right? Yes, Craigslist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> videos, <laughs> which said the video was taken uh, in late November, was but was published on YouTube on December eighth. As it's so sad that we can't find this YouTube video because it's down. But, right, it was uh, yeah. taken down. Right, exactly, but. Uh, in 2016, a German tourist was barred from entering the country after uh, he posted footage online of climbing one of the ancient structures, which we covered that story on the news back then. So yes. it's been a while since we covered a story of them climbing the pyramid, but uh, I, if I remember correctly, he did it at night as well. So I, yes. apparently that's the best time if you're going to try to do it. That's probably the best time. But I'm guessing they're probably surrounding that thing with security now after two people in however many years tried it. So, <laughs> so you were ne- never a member of the Catholic Church, were you? Uh, no, but I've been to Catholic Mass. My grandma was a Catholic uh, school teacher, uh, or school principal, Catholic school principal. Yeah. Ooh. She was a strict t- lady. <laughs> so, did she uh, go to Las Vegas and gamble away $50,000? No, she was not a gambler, I can tell you that. But apparently these two nuns uh, did... It says here two nuns admitted to embezzling half a million dollars of uh, 400,000 pounds from a Catholic school to fund their gambling trips to Las Vegas. Woohoo! Uh, we don't need to okay. put them on blast with their names, but these two sisters, no. who are said to be best friends, stole the money from tuition, fees, and donations at St. James Catholic School in Torrance, south of Los Angeles. The pair mm-hmm. had taken a vow of poverty. Uh, well, that didn't really work out. <laughs> and were known to make trips to Las Vegas and visit casinos, but reportedly told parents at the school that the money uh, for the jaunts was from a rich relative. So they lied about where the money was coming from. The school's head mistress for the past 29 years until she retired early this year. Uh, she was a teacher for 20 years before retiring around the same time. The Paris fraud was discovered during a routine audit. audit. That is, belie- uh, it is believed they were operating the scheme for at least a decade, uh, wow. said the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. So, let's see, uh-huh. it says, so does that mean half a million dollars over ten years, I guess, is what it means, right? right? So That's pretty they big. had some parties, yeah, that's pretty big. And uh, there's a picture of those two people, and they look like nuns. That's they look like anybody's grandma that you would have gone and visited when you were a little <laughs> kid. Right. Yeah, yes. uh, the nuns order the Saint, uh, sisters of uh, St. Joseph uh, said uh, they will uh, repay the money. Are there like specific hairdressers that you have to go to for this specific old <laughs> lady hair? One. No, this yes. old lady, like the one on the lady on the left that's got the big poof on the top. I see this hairstyle from older ladies all the time. Like, it's a very specific old lady hairstyle. I would just wonder if there's, like, a very specific uh, hair salon that does this kind of work, or, you know you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Uh, that's uh, exactly the same hair, hair uh, hairdresser as I go to. Oh, really? Okay. 
yeah. So you're in you're in the you're in the in crowd of the old ladies. Okay. <laughs> if they aren't over fifty, they aren't sexy. That's my slogan. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, some mm, have you ever slept outside? Believe it or not, for uh, we when I was in high school, we did this exact thing. We didn't raise really? this much money, but we did this exact thing. We did it on the tell football little... field of our high school. But oh, tell, tell me a little about it. Why did you do it, and how much did you raise, and things like that? Right, it was just uh, I want to say it was a uh, health class. The the teacher who okay. was doing health class organized this um, sleep out for the homeless, where a bunch of high school students got tents and whatever and it was like you pledged it was like a pledge drive like uh, or like uh or like a what's the things where you give a certain amount per mile if somebody's gonna go run like a 10k or whatever uh like they do in the office right it was like that (laughs) so you'd get you'd get donations for how long you could stay out or whatever and uh i remember doing it in high school i want to say i was gonna do it and then Something came up like a football game or like a bas- like a track meet or something like that that I was doing at the time. But I remember uh, us doing like actually doing this. But it says here the world's biggest sleep out uh, raises three yeah. million pounds for the homeless, and this was in the UK, obviously. Uh, let's see, Scottish homeless charity Social Bite. So it must have been oh, mm-hmm. in Edinburgh, uh, Ed- Edinburgh, uh, Aberdeen, Dundee, and Glasgow. This is what it says. Mm-hmm. More than, <clears throat> sorry, more than ten thousand people have staged the world's biggest sleepout in a fundraiser to t- tackle homelessness. It was the second year of the mass sleepout after the first one in Edinburgh last year, which raised more than four million pounds. So they actually yeah. raised more last year, but I mean, it was the first time they did it, so that's not mm-hmm. surprising, I guess. No. Uh, so yeah, that's that's huge. I can see some people kind of. I don't know. It's a little weird because you think about it, are they kind of, it's a bunch of rich uh, young kids pretending to be homeless? Is that a little offensive in a way? Uh, (laughs) Not really. I mean, I I, I, I kind of like it. I do. Well, yeah, they raised a lot of money. That's a shit ton of money, so. Uh, It's for a good case. Why not? All right, and I, I oh, wonder, yeah. it doesn't say if they had a, um, what do you call it, Guinness person there to actually, like, right. it doesn't say that in here, but 10,000 people, yeah, I, they're just saying world's biggest, but you actually have to pay to get one of those Guinness people to come and check your record, so maybe they just didn't want to pay for it. And this was a hundred pounds uh, minimum per person. That it also included some tickets to uh, some pretty cool names coming and singing for you. Right, they have. Uh, uh, yeah, they've got some. Uh, it looks like they got a big stage and everything. So. Yeah. I mean, it costs a lot of money to to um, arrange something like that as well. Okay, so next we're gonna go to this. Uh, video that I showed Fro, what, on Sunday, right? Uh, Sunday, yes. All right, we're going to go back to 14 minutes again, Fro, just to let you know. Because me and Luke actually talk outside this show. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm actually surprised this is still up. 
Fro <laughs> on YouTube yeah. because this is literally an entire broadcast of a CNN TV show, and somehow it's mm-hmm. been up there since Sunday, and YouTube does not seem to want to. Uh, there's no copyright claim on this or anything. Is that strange to you at all, Fro? It is a little strange, uh, especially when it is about what we're going to hear. It's about. I mean, you, so what if it? you scroll down and look at uh, the suggested mm. things, all these, there's another one in my suggested, the very next one, is for a couple days ago, and it's another full one from MSNBC. Like, are CNN and MSNBC loading up their content and not, not copy striking it? Uh, under different names to try to kind of like uh, spam YouTube with CNN and MSNBC MSNBC content because this is called Titty News, by the way. I should mention that T I T I News is where we're gonna get this mm-hmm. from. But Talk yeah, this is uh, right after an interview with Carl Bernstein, mm-hmm. and they're talking about the interview. So go ahead and give me a countdown, bro. Fourteen minutes exactly, right? Right. In three. Two, one, I'm not. I'm not criticizing them in that sense, but the Post had a piece, the latest filing show that nobody can save Trump now. I would just urge caution, and every time you're going to write, whenever I write anything predictive about Trump in the media now, I always think back to election night and how certain I was at 6 p.m. on that night what was going to happen in 2016 and how blown my mind was at midnight. <laughs> so uh, being that hard and predictive is really dangerous, and it hurts yep. our credibility, I think. And He's talking about Democrats. in a weird way feeds mm-hmm. in to the narrative he's trying to spin to his base about us being irresponsible. So I think now more than ever, we have to really not get out in front of our skis with what we know to be true. You know, I was listening to Carl Bernstein and I thought he was just perfect. He, he, He emphasized the gravity of what we know for Trump, but you noticed at key points, he said, well, we don't know where this will go. We know what it was like when Nixon was fighting. We don't know about him because he's so transgressive and he'll break every rule in the world, essentially. So he wasn't predicting, you know, and I think the, the consensus now is there looks like there is a case for uh, for obstruction, but not necessarily collusion. So what? I say that it's... What did he say on CNN? Look, this is a what? huge story. There is there. no narrative. In right. It. This is, yeah. That guy, this is uh, David Zurawick for the Baltimore Sun. Uh, mm-hmm. He's talking on CNN uh, right after Carl Bernstein did an interview on there uh, saying uh, there's evidence for money laundering and campaign finance uh, laws are broken and there's um, the whole Stormy Daniels uh, paying off people thing that there's evidence for all this stuff but even Carl Bernstein was saying but there's no evidence of collusion and if even right here one of the talking heads on CNN saying uh, maybe we shouldn't get out ahead of ourselves talking about this collusion thing because we might end up stepping on our own feet (laughs) No. It's almost like we've been saying this for two years, bro. <laughs> nah. We have never talked about this. What? So ever. We're not covered this any time. I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait. 
<laughs> where everybody oh. comes ru- running saying. Right. The thing that <laughs> happened right. today that we didn't have in the news is Michael Cohen got uh, yes. charged for three years, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, none of the charges had to do with collusion with Russia, of course. Um, what were the charges? Tax evasion. Uh, campaign finance violations and lying to Congress. So two out of the three of them had to do with money, uh, money schemes. Which, yep, not surprised. Yeah, uh, and he blames Trump and says that. Uh, uh, what was it that I said? He said, he said uh, that uh, he felt that it was his duty to cover up his dirty deeds. Talking about like. The president. So oh, that's interesting. and li- as far as lying to Congress and everything. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, Trump is going to tell the truth about the holiday reset. What is the holiday reset? You know, when like uh, you get to New Year's Eve and you say it's the end of the year, let's move on and move on to new things, forget about the past, that whole holiday reset thing, and just having fun during the holidays. This is Trump, but Trump tells the truth. It's Christmas time, so yeah. <laughs> what I think, the Christmas started in October, and things are going to change. Things are changing among young people, and I'm very happy on that. Uh, two weeks ago, one of the ministers in Norway from the conservative government went to the solution and say how we should buy more things. Yeah, you have to keep buy more things to keep the wheel going. But I cannot think about so many Christmas memories who is about more gifts and more shit. Well, maybe not, because I grew up in a, in a basically well-middle-class home in this uh, social hell, according to Trump, and we had what we needed. What I liked is see my family and friends again and maybe sit down and think a little, eat a little, drink a lot. And more and more, the, the Christmas I had lately is like, I just want to meet people, just bond. Let old grudge be old grudge. I, th- I was thinking about why I said I think young people are changing is because in May this year, um, my, one of my nieces had the confirmation. Like, yeah, I don't know what you're calling the United States. It's like a Christian Prompton version of Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> okay, that maybe explains it a little. But she, who's been growing up in a, in a very rich show, my brother earns good money and his wife too, she said, it was not that I had to give her a gift. She just only wanted me to come there because she missed me so. And I think that the word was the most kind of thing I ever heard in my life. This girl didn't think about all the money because a lot of young people competing who get the most money that day. She just wanted her family and people who meant them close to them. And I see more and more people thinking about that, and they just don't want to give each other's gift anymore. Just like, okay, let's spend some extra money on food and support some welfare, uh, stuff like that. If, even though Norway has a good welfare system, we have people living on the streets there too. There are people who have broken homes, had no home, drug addicts, and people just, don't have a good life or different versions. They need the respect and decency. I want to give money to them. I've got to give money to poor people in other countries, people who don't 
also have so well that I have. Because I think, well, I have my daily routines of shit, like everyone else, but eventually I have a good life. I have a girlfriend, I have a, a flat, uh, I have money to eat, and I have money to uh, a lot of other stuff too. I'm not rich, but I'm not so poor <laughs> that many other people who fortunately are. And I think we, I don't think this is about whether the state shall do something or not, because the humankind cannot basically, it's one thing the right have said is true. The government cannot solve every problem. And that's true. But we can. We can. Of course, the government should have a good welfare system. But a lot of it is up to us. I think we should use the Christmases today and further on to think about that. We have only one planet. Only one. And we have we all connected. So I just hope you think about Christmas as like, oh, maybe don't buy that Christmas gift. So if the capitalist system like we have it today get broke and fall down and some executive doesn't get their extra Christmas bonuses, fuck it. We can live differently and we can live another life. If you choose to. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a pleasant evening and a pleasant week, and I'll be back very soon. So, we have a Facebook profile. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. Uh, any news from there this week? Uh, um, not really, I don't think. Uh, there was an interesting, oh. there was a funny meme I know that Tron posted. Let me go find that real quick. It was about Norway. Okay. And it was actually about the Paris stuff and everything. It's kind of a funny. Ah. Uh, Nor Norway and the Paris Agreement. Uh, no, the whole Paris uh, oh. riots or Back protests. Home. It yes. says uh, France is on fire. English England is in chaos. America is divided. Russia is a dictatorship. Meanwhile, I'm over here sitting in Norway eating gingerbread dough and reading an article on why the on how the White House warns against Nordic socialism. Yeah. <laughs> the dangerous Nordic socialism. Uh, That's very true. Very funny. So dangerous. We have an email address. It's not a digital citizen at gmail.com. I guess we're not getting any emails. Uh, we have an email here. Uh, so what? We do. Who could that be? It's from I Jeremy, our, our favorite emailer. Who? Uh, Jeremy. Never heard of him. Jeremiah. Or maybe. <laughs> he says, hey guys. Uh, is Fro aware there's an American YouTube star named, uh, American YouTube star named Saya Nygaard? Uh, her dad Ooh. is Danish and her mother is Iranian, I think. Uh, okay. Danish, no. that's how she got her name Nygaard. Like somebody else we know, Luke Fro. <laughs> That's your last name, Fro. Fro is an imposter. He's not really Norwegian. He has a Danish name. He's a spy. He's plotting a Norwegian invasion by his cheese-filled pastry brethren. <laughs> 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 this show will uh -huh. be taken down by in uh, Interpol. I'm on to you, Fro. From Jeremy. 
<laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, no, I was not aware of this YouTuber. Yeah, I've never heard of her either. Hmm. Was she on YouTube Rewind? Maybe that's where you heard of her. <laughs> Were you watching YouTube Rewind, Jeremy? <laughs> on. You, you're one of the ones that liked it, weren't you, Jeremy? Oh my gosh, maybe. <laughs> oh my god. One of the I'm one million people out of ten million people that liked it. Hey, I know that you watched something really good this week. It was called 1983. What is it all about? 1983, right. Uh, well, this week's episode, uh, Antol, Anatole follows a lead uh, and sets a trap for the Light Brigade. Ophelia, Ophelia schemes to gain uh, Ka Kajatan's trust. Uh, wow, this one. Sweetobar uh, lures the Americans into his plan. Mm -hmm. uh, what did you think about this uh, episode? I mean, it was fun. It was still good. Uh, was a lot of building in this episode as far as building Lots. to... Um, uh, future episodes. Right, future episodes and building char yeah. the characters. And this episode, we yeah. got a lot of um, the leader of the Resistance and our kind of main mm -hmm. character, the uh, lo lawyer kid, uh, really getting back uh, together and getting to know each other, even though they knew each other when they were very young kids. Now they're getting to know each mm -hmm. other kind of as their older adults. But at the same time as it, that's the story is they're getting to know each other. You know that the real story is that she is doing this all to manipulate him. Yes. Uh, I thought this was an interesting episode. I don't think it was as good as the two first ones. Uh, still good. Uh, uh, I found it kind of funny because I was listening to the English version again, and they dropped it out when the Russian scene was in 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 the the show. Then then they didn't uh, uh, they didn't uh, have the English voice for uh, the Russian. Uh, talking in the show, so I was like, I was watching it, and I was like, whoa, they, they didn't do that. <laughs> right, I watched it with the, uh, I watched it that way as well, with the English voices. Uh, I, I, right. To be honest, I'm going to go back the other way next time, because it, it's a lot, actually a lot better show without that, uh, just because you get a lot more of the emotion that the people are feeling through their right. voices and everything, um, as far as the actors go. But I did notice the same thing, Fro. They also did it. There was a time where they go to the Chi uh, Chi Japanese consulate, Chinese, yes, Chinese consulate, yes, yes. something like that. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. it was Japanese. Um, mm -hmm. And they, right, they cut off the sound of the English, but they don't put in subtitles in English, so you have no idea what's happening. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's strange. Right, and then our cliffhanger of this episode, I guess. Uh, which really wasn't a cliffhanger, but it's just her leaning in and the two of them, the lawyer kid and the uh, resistance girl kiss, right? Uh, but right. we know that he has a fiancé, right? So he's kind mm -hmm. of cheating on his fiancé. Um, and then the whole story we also followed with the cop uh, trying to figure out what's going on with his investigation and trying to find the resistance leader, which really didn't go a whole lot. It didn't really go anywhere this episode, did it? Maybe that's why you f thought it was kind no. of less interesting, which I can understand. Mm. But I, I still rate it on an 8. 
Yeah, I'll go with seven. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. It's just like film. It's maybe it needed to be there. I think it was just I build up. Fe- it ne- we needed yeah. the build up to get to where we're going in the future. I think so, but we'll see. And it's so open. It's so open. Where where are we going? Oh, yeah. where we're going? Right. Okay. Yeah. So we have some uh, TV news. Uh, NBC uh, renews. Uh, sorry, uh, the good place for uh, fourth season. Good news. Uh, yeah. Uh, pff, I'm trying this? to think of where they go from here as far as like where we are right now and then getting to, uh, you know, where we're going to get to. Does that make sense? Right. Uh, yes. so I have a hard time seeing as far as storyline wise, what's going to be in the next season because we had to do like a complete reset of the entire show just to get to the third season. You know what I mean? Because of the way the show works and is structured and everything. Um, I don't mind that, though. I mean, the only thing I can think in this season is they go to the actual good place, right? That's the only yes. thing left to do. So that's uh, that's what I'm thinking, or the actually bad place as well. I mean, could be that as well. Sure, I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's a little confusing, but. I heard somebody talking about the show on a podcast this week, or maybe it was last week, and it was clear they had not watched the whole show because <laughs> they were talking about the good place like it was the good place and not like like they hadn't seen the end where the big twist ah. happens at the end of season one, but they were talking about it like it was actually what what they're but they didn't realize that if they would have kept watching the show, so it was a little a little funny to hear somebody uh, talk about it's. Talk about the show before they've seen the whole first season because you know the end and they they don't realize like they're about to he- get their head fucked kind of but yeah still right. a good show right you still like the good place you still watching it I I love the good, good place it's one of my favorite shows right so uh, I have watched some TV this week some TV me and my dad. Uh, I told you this uh, first. I got him to see the whole um, uh, horror uh, show, The Haunting on Hill House. Right. Uh, now my dad and me uh, are watching something completely else. We are watching a Discovery of Witches together, and that's kind of funny because I quit sh- uh, watching that show because I knew it was something my dad would like. Oh, so you so could I watch watched, it with him, right, yeah. Right, so I watched two episodes, and uh, I talked about it, and I gave uh, the two first episodes a nine, nine or something. And right. it's so fucking good. It is so fucking good. Uh, we are still watching it, and I, I, I'm I, going to be really surprised if it doesn't fall on my top five list of best shows of the year. Um, okay, anything you watched this week? Uh, let's see. Well, uh, I got caught up on the guest book because I was kind of behind on that. Um, I watched oh, I, five episodes. Of... Sorry, what? Yeah. yeah, so behind on that. <laughs> um, it's yeah, it gets gets better and better. I think the storyline is really interesting this season. Uh, I would recommend watching it as like a binge show because it like 
I watched five episodes in a row, and I had a lot of fun watching it as kind of a very bingeable, binge-worthy kind of show. Um, I'll probably wait till the end and then binge the rest of it at the end, because I just had so much fun watching five episodes in a row. They're only 22, 24-minute episodes, yeah. you know, so it's it moves along pretty quickly. But uh, this season, if you remember in the first episode, the Scorpion that gets left in the cabin, yes. that that's a continuous yeah. thing through the whole you know season, ah. uh, which is very cool. Um and there's a few other things. The guy gets his van burned up, and Crabman comes back in episode four or something like that. So, um, oh. but overall, this season's way better than the last season. Yes. And the last season was still fun and quirky, but this season just yeah. feels more polished and more fun. Like we said last time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, totally binge worthy. So I'd recommend even Fro if you want to just wait till the end and then binge it. I would say that it's fun to do that. Um, which I, yeah, because we, I, we didn't get to do the first yeah. time because we watched it episode by no. episode. Uh, and the, the the thing is, I only seen three episodes. Yeah, three episodes, three or four episodes, I think. Right. Okay. This and season. I think there's eight out right now. I want to say seven uh, or eight. So you're not too far I'm behind. So, well, I'm far enough behind. Right. Only. Yeah. It wouldn't take you long to catch up, though. To be honest. No. 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 Uh, what else did I watch? Oh, a show I never talked about before, uh, Death by Magic. Uh, it's on Netflix. Um, I like magic shows. I do. Okay. Um, uh, one of my biggest problems uh, of this is that I don't like the magician. That could be <laughs> an issue, yeah. That would be a real yeah. issue. Um... There's nothing wrong with the filming. There's nothing wrong with the tricks. Uh, nothing wrong with the story that they're trying to tell. It's just that I, I just don't like him. And I'm, I'm curious if if some some other people have uh, similar problems to this TV show as I I do. It just feels. It feels a little how 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 can I say it? bland with him. He 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 is kind of a bland magician doing big tricks that I don't understand and I'm still entertained by the tricks he do does but but he seems bland. And that's kind of weird being a hmm. magician. Well I mean you understand what I mean? I can I totally see what you're talking about though. Uh, oh. He's just not over the top flamboyant or whatever, or like weird. Not, Some not of the new, newer magicians are like very weird magicians, like the guy who doesn't talk yeah. and the Japanese girl or whatever. Right. Have you seen that lady? Yeah. Uh, yes. There, there's that very weird style of magi- uh, magic now, where, where it used to all be very flamboyant, over the top. That's not necessarily that anymore. Maybe he's going for a different style, and you just don't understand it. But I'd have to see it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you're not a big fan of magic shows, are you? I mean, if, if I'm there, like live watching it, it's pretty entertaining. But I'm, I'm not a huge yeah. fan of watching it on TV. You know, oh. I think it's just a lot so, easier to fake things on TV. It feels more. Yeah. It's harder. It's it's harder to suspend the disbelief. Where if you're live and it's happening right in front of you, it's way easier. So well, definitely. Anything else uh, you watched? Uh, well, you know, besides Grace Under Fire, which I'm still watching, uh, season two of Counterpart, Fro, uh, the show that was about 
traveling to other dimensions, if you remember this. Mm-hmm. Uh, shows. Say it again. Yes, one of my favorite shows. Yeah, very good. Uh, it's just a season two, episode one uh, happened this week, and uh, still following along basically with the same storyline, uh, adding some different elements. We got a new uh, character added with the female FBI, CIA agent, whatever she is. Um, trying to investigate what happened last season, and overall, uh, it's maintaining quality. So, I, uh, as far as this first episode of the second season, I'll give it an eight. Cool. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the first season. It's it's really good. All right, I barely saw uh, that this second season had come out. They really didn't advertise it as much as they did the first season. Um, I just noticed somewhere randomly that it had come out. So, yeah. Uh, I watched uh, Deal and No Deal come back uh, this week. That was so interesting, I guess. What, in America? Uh, it came back? Yeah, yeah. I did not yeah. know that. Uh, Who's the host? Same uh, Howie Mandel? Yeah. Howie Mandel. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, they had the choice between half a million and two dollars or something. The only time I ever saw that show was when uh, WWE... Uh, sign guy or whatever his name. I saw that episode and I never saw another oh, yeah. episode of that show. Are you you know, you're not a fan of Deal or No Deal? What the, mm. No, no, not really. What, what is it with it that doesn't make? Uh... It's a little too simplistic. Like it's a little too luck based. It's a little too uh, uh, lottery. Uh, for me, there's not enough kind of skill involved in it. You know what I mean? I mean there is skill, but there's a lot of luck. So, yeah, there's a lot of logic in it. Uh, yeah. Uh, then I said the, the last thing I saw this week uh, was because I thought it would be on my list of the best shows of this year is uh, The Little Drummer Girl. Uh, this is a uh, 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 series based on the book by John Lacar. Uh, it's a mini show. It's uh, got 89 on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.4 on IMDb. And uh, has Alexander Skarsgård in it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there I had... Uh, it, it's on AMC in... in, in in uh, USA, a BBC one. Uh, there's absolutely no, nothing wrong about this. Just let me say that out flat. I liked it really well, but <laughs> and there's a, B, a, B, a big B-I-U-T. Uh, I, I've, I've read the book and, and I, I find uh, I didn't especially like the book. <laughs> and and I I I found this uh, one of the best best filmations of a book I have seen in years. <laughs> well, TV show ad- adaptation, I guess, right. but yeah, same yes. difference, really. Right. Yeah. So so I would give it uh, eight out of ten. I think. Oh, cool! All right. But Maybe maybe seven and a half, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I I wonder how uh, I I usually make a top ten list, 
uh, when I do my favorites and least favorite shows. Uh, I'm wondering how, how it will rate because it's so fresh in my mind. But I I I enjoyed it so much that I would recommend it. So okay, um, uh, and it's a six part mini show. So oh, so it's a, a mini series, not re- like yes. uh, are they long episodes, like two hours, or are they yes. Oh, okay. No, just an hour. Just an hour. All right. Still pretty long. That's still six yeah. hours of stuff. Uh, are yeah, you yeah, still watching Night Flyers, Fro? I am. Okay. How's it going? Bye. <laughs> no, it's shit. Okay. One thing I mentioned last week, I said it was Murphy Brown finale. Apparently that wasn't the finale. Everything I read oh. everywhere said that there were only ten Did episodes, you? but apparently at the last minute they added extra episodes. Because now mm. they think there's 13, so. Really? Yep. There, there was an episode last week, and I was like, where did this come from? But it must have just got, I didn't like. See, see there was episode last week, because I didn't look for it, because. Because I said I it wasn't it was there. there, exactly. So, I was <laughs> yeah. I was wrong, everybody. I was very wrong. Uh, I had written it down at some point, and then maybe in between when I wrote it down as the finale, they added episodes, and I never saw the update, so. Oh, anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it for TV, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, not our main topic. I had so much fun with this. Um, I say that every week when you pick something I never heard of. <laughs> right. Uh, These last two weeks have been well, a little crazy. I, I don't know. Well, well, we'll talk about it at the end, I guess. Compare the two yeah. last weeks. <laughs> yes. Uh Corporate logo conspiracy. Uh, what is this all about, Luke? All right. Like uh, like I said last week at the end of the show, I guess it's basically um, the idea that there are some secret underground group of cabal of people who are using uh, corporate logos, uh, corporations, huge corporations. Uh, they're using those logos and the pictures in them to use uh, to brainwash people into I don't know buying things from that company or recognizing that company as something powerful and recognizing is that that company as something good uh, when yes. if it not it doesn't necessarily always mean that it is in the case of I don't know any oil company or McDonald's or anything like that. There are also Satanists, of course, because this is very important. And in the Illuminati and Freemasons. Yes. All of those things. I have never, never ever looked uh, at uh, a logo for Mitsubishi in in the way they do. But we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> I I think I think it's one of the 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 most uh, fun fun things we looked into because there's so many examples of this. Right, and it kind of in a weird way makes you see the world differently when you're just walking around by your like by yourself. Like I I was going around town the other day after doing this research and looking at like the logos on things and seeing them a little differently than I did before. You right. know what I mean? So, uh, the ideas of idolatry is based on the, fir- uh, the first of the Ten Commandments. You shall have no other gods before me. Right, it's kind of important to get first to get into idolatry, just to kind of get an idea of where these people who are coming up with this conspiracy theory are coming from, right, Fro? Right, I, I totally agree. 
and uh, it also expressed in the Bible, uh, "Ye shall uh, make ye, ye know nor idols nor given image near, neither rear up a standing image, neither shall ye uh, set up any image of stone in your land to bow down to, for I am." Uh, uh, the Lord your God, ye shall keep my Sabbaths uh, reference for my sanctuary. So this is from the King's James Bible. So uh, it's it's important to remember that uh, this is especially important for hardcore uh, Christians. For example, Jehovah's Witnesses doesn't have a cross. They don't believe in the cross, but that's that's another topic. Right? But, uh, yeah. But but uh, you would never see a picture of Jesus in a Jehovah's Witness uh, home because, yeah, because it's taking uh, it's idolatry. It's uh, taking right. an Im- a, a sacred image and using it uh, in vain. I guess is the way to say it, right? Or right. Uh, blasphemously, maybe is that a word? Right. Blasphemously? I don't know. Something like that. But yeah, uh, yeah. So. The other one is, uh, you you shall have no gods before me. But yeah, like Fro said, right. it comes out of the first commandment, which I thought there was one video that I sent you where a guy points out, why is this the first commandment? Uh, that's yeah. a little strange that they thought that should be the most important commandment over, I don't know, murdering people? Maybe that should have been the first commandment? Don't murder people? That's not the first commandment. Uh, taking the Lord's name in vain is the first commandment, right? Right. So I, I guess uh, uh, it is uh, it is interesting to see that the Christian view of uh, of this is kind of important. Uh, as it say, says on Wikipedia, the Catholic and Eastern Orthodox view, which accept the use of religious images, the view of many Protestant uh, churches. Uh, that uh, like to try to restrict their use. However, many uh, Protestants have used the image of cross as a symbol. Right. So you see, in a Catholic it, household, you'll see Jesus just bleeding all over the place. Like they don't, right, right. they don't care at all. <laughs> right. So uh, we should move on a little from that. So what is? corporate logo conspiracy really right well according to the people who are the conspiracy theorists behind this it's a it's idolatry uh, in a way it's using these yes. um sacred symbols uh specifically ones either from like masonic imagery or pagan imagery or um other religious imagery satanic imagery those kind of things um mm-hmm. the illuminati imagery using those symbols secretly in in corporate logos to kind of make people what do they call it subliminally recognize it as um a sacred okay. image but they don't realize yeah. what they're looking at they just see the logo and they don't really realize they're looking at this sacred image that is according to the conspiracy theories these images are kind of ingrained in our uh way like our our brains because they've been passed down through time or whatever is that what you kind of thought of it Right. One of the best examples is the uh, web browser I'm using right now, Google Chrome. 
I think that is one of the most I was like shocked over because I saw the, the divine king sign symbol or the 666 symbol. It looks like Google Chrome symbol without any colors. Right. Well, yeah. Okay. Everybody, if you're at a computer or if you're, yeah, go to your, your, or on your phone, if you have Chrome on, if you don't have an Apple, if you have an Android, go to the Chrome uh, tab and you look at the little logo and it's got what the red, the green, the yellow, and it's got the lines. If you see those lines as the top line of the number six and the Z and the center is the circle then each one of those lines is a six and a six 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 going around in a circle, right? Exactly. And I did not see this before they pointed it out. Now I can't see anything else. Right now you can't unsee it, right? And the Facebook one right. is very interesting. Yeah. You look at Facebook. Uh, there's they have this uh, m- Masonic uh, tubal cane. It's a, it's a, yes. it's like a patch, like a patch you would, like a, yes. uh, you would give to like a Girl Scout or a Boy Scout or whatever, except it's got an F, oh, it looks like a cane, really, and it's, but it's got two balls on the side, and then a mm-hmm. circle around it, and actually, the, the, the rope kind of points up in the air, and you look at the Facebook, it's got an F with the hand and the, the like symbol pointing up in the air, so they look very, very similar, right? But let's get into some of this. Uh, let's read. I'm going to read a little bit into this. Uh, in the old days, it wasn't enough for an entrepreneur or owner of a corner store uh, plying their trade, say a butcher, baker, candlestick maker, if they were, uh, if they bought competence in the trade, and uh, sometimes a bit of innovation was required to have a good life. There was no pressure to grow uh, or to branch out, uh, to franchise, uh, merge, or acquire another business. Sure, there were. Uh, Rich industrialists at the time in history, but the ability to amass power through massive corporate growth was still in its infancy. Uh, uh, of course, when uh, let's see, where was it? Right. So uh, somehow, over time, we have stood by and watched as an entire landscape has changed, and have been persuaded uh, by promises of progress and efficiency and prosperity to allow monstrous corporations to completely take over and control not only the flow of goods and services to our lives, but the insidiously, uh, but more insidiously to our uh, very perceptions of reality. Right. Uh, A shift in symbolism, subtle as it may be from the original representations of a product, a service or itself, uh, well-known timeless archetypes, uh, represented uh, give us a clue about what's going on if these archetypal symbols are part of a dark knowledge or black magic the kind of knowledge that focuses on how to control and dominate individuals or groups of people we can start to see the pieces falling in place so they're saying they're using these archetypal images to uh to write to dominate people right yeah and it's 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 so clear with some some of the symbols. I mean, it's like they have to. I mean, you are not a multi-million company as Google, and don't know about this divine uh, king sign symbol. I don't believe that. Yeah, that you're that fucking stupid. Exactly right. Um. 
so when I see the Google Chrome thing, I, I think for myself, like, maybe there is a point to this. <laughs> yeah, because you see it everywhere. Like the Apple App Store, they show you uh, yeah. and the a- Android Product Store, which are both... Uh, they have the uh, Compass and what what's the, the ruler and compass right which is the classic mm-hmm. masonic um symbol and both of those are that exact thing that's uh, very interesting and it, it well, seems gmail. like freemasonry comes into yeah. this quite often yeah and gmail also owned by google um messianic royal arch apron it looks just like it which i've actually seen one of those before right um, and right here it says as Masonic influence. Uh, for example, it has been suspected that the powerful financial elite, as long ago, have hijacked the Freemasonry and taken it over as one of the fundamental intellectual platforms for their agenda. While it is said that Freemasonry originally was a positive force, which sought to bring deep and uh, uh, oh, deep knowledge about uh, humans' physiology, soci- social, and spiritual v- development to bear growth and mature human and mankind. This deep knowledge could also be used to enslave humanity <coughs> in hidden and perverse ways. When we begin to see Masonic symbols encroaching into the company logos, it appears that this dark group is putting into plain sight what they are now in control of the company. Uh, below, we see signs that Apple, Facebook, Google have uh, all seen slight changes to their logo to closely uh, to more closely resemble well-known Masonic symbols, and they go down and show you that, right? Yeah, and uh, it's so it's so up in the day, and I I don't believe that. Like I said, I don't believe that companies that um, no, uh, taking com- uh, uh companies and use a lot, a lot of money, couldn't come up with something that didn't look at all mosaic. Right, and I mean, people would. Here's a good uh, argument for this: is that uh, well, these companies change their logos all the time, bro. So it mm. it you know it didn't start out looking like that like the Google logo started uh started out looking way different than it does now you know what I mean um, right things like that but here's uh, in this article the fate of successful startups uh, it it does not appear to have been the original plan but because of the corporatocracy we live in they get slowly taken over or merged into the corporal financial elite to be used as a bigger agenda. It usually goes something like this. A startup shows some promise and through their own initiatives begin to create a market for themselves. The corporatocracy Mm -hmm. lies in wait and and may even put a few feelers, sending people uh, to keep tabs on this company. If the company continues to grow, uh, the corporatocracy comes in with significant offers, uh, talking about the value and repositioning the product. Eventually, by hook or by crook, they buy out or otherwise take over the company, merge its assets to a larger pool, and leave the original owners either to be pushed out uh, or remain in the seat of undreamed uh, of power as long as they are in support of the agenda. Uh, how do we know this is happening? People within the company often notice changes to focus of different attitude, new mandates. But we don't need necessarily go by the insiders to know what's happening. We need 
we need not look any further than the symbolism that appears in these company logos. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So, let's get into the type of different... Before we get into... We'll go into, like, all... The last one we have is, like, all the different logos. But if you go into this... Uh, what is this? Occult Symbols Incorporate uh, Logos Part 1 from? This has, like, okay. the different types... So each, there's different companies, which we'll get into after this, but these are the different types of logos that are in uh, all these different companies. Uh, Where secret, are you? I'm going to go down. The first thing I'm going to go down to is seashell. So the headline okay. says seashell. So seashells are m- almost inversely loved, strewn along beaches uh, f- like sea jewels that children uh, collect daily. A few realize, however, that they are... Uh, a big deal in human history and played a vital role for man as they were used as everything from money uh, to art. Right. E- even mm-hmm. like um, abalone shells were money to Native Americans here in America even. Uh, Incans buried seashells with their dead. Throughout history, architects and art- artists have incorporated shells in their motifs uh, and whatnot. Uh, the result of these ancient uses, shells are embedded in our collective unconscious as a positive symbol. Uh, uh, it's a so shells are associated with love, birth, rebirth, manifestation, reproduction, and all the things we think of uh, when we think of the sea romantically. So that's the idea mm-hmm. behind the seashell. Um, Should I do diamonds? Yeah, go ahead for the next one. Yeah, uh, the diamond symbol, of course, in every area, culture, religion, historic, sect, and spiritual tradition, diamonds. Uh, been treasured uh, gemstone since the early uh, times. Diamonds is from the Greek word adimas or proper, un uh, or orkable, unbreakable, untamed. A diamond lasts forever, as we learned from uh, the Beers, and all uh, and operates Freemasons. Uh, incorporated uh, the diamond patterns into the design of buildings they constructed, including churches, castles, and cart- uh, cardinals. Car- Cathedrals. Cathedrals. There you go. Jesus. Oh, uh, yeah. The okay, diamond is both... Yeah? Go ahead. No, the diamond is both uh, earthly and last forever, symbolizing eternity and a uh, higher world state of be, uh, being human can achieve an appropriate ultimate in gaining higher spiritual and physical ability. All right. Next, we're gonna. I'm gonna go under the torch or eternal flame, which I mean they show even show you um like the Olympic torch as kind of uh, right. an example of this. The torch is, by modern standards, rather antiquated technology. Uh, but for our ancestors, however, it represented life and life, uh, light and life for thousands of years. Uh, one of the most well known is the Olympic torch. Uh, Prometheus was the champion of mankind who stole fire from Zeus to give it to the mortals. Um, the modern day American dime has a torch of illumination the statue of liberty has a massive torch uh, held above her head many universities and colleges uh, symbols and emblems celebrate the torch in england the first half of the 20th century a torch was used as a road sign indicating a school which is a place of enlightenment 
Mm, so that's it's a torch is supposed to represent light or enlightenment or things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, should I do the chevron shield? Right, which I think that's pretty obvious what an example of the chevron shield might be. But <laughs> A shield is a type of personal armor meant to block and attack, either by stopping uh, projectiles such as arrows and redirecting a blow from weapon. Shield been in use since pre uh, used since prehistory, making them a very uh, integral part of our collectible unconsciousness. Uh, the shape of the shield is very, of course, depending on the time and the place. Shield designs can be everything from round to square and uh, scalloped. Uh, other shields uh, were decorated with paint patterns of or anti animal animals. Sorry, uh, reputation and these designs developed into synthesized heretic emblems. Emblems, right? Let's see. Uh, the solar halo. Uh, sun sun symbolism, also known as sun worship, can be found throughout recorded history and prehistory. A uh, solar halo is particular and very ancient symbols used in the reverence um, moralization of ancient cultures throughout the world, especially that of ancient Egypt. I think easy example of this would be the uh, painting of the Last Supper, the halo behind Jesus there. Right. Uh, the sun is depicted as a circle. Uh the perfect circle, which uh, with no beginnings or ends has always signified eternity, the eternal soul within. This brings sun gods like Ra and immediacy that Judaic gods do not have, a sense that the sun god is uh, is inside of you. Uh, the sun is also considered a wheel or chariot, metaphors of your soul and its incarnation or manifestation into the world. And then our last one. Pegasus. Uh, do you mind taking that as well? Okay, Pegasus is one of the most famous mythological creatures in Greek mythology. Uh, is one a winged divine horse, white in color, has symbolized speed, power, stris, swift transportation since prehistory. Additionally, Pegasus has symbolized the immortal soul, uh, serving as a carrier and protecting of the spirit journey to the astral plane. Luke. Okay, Luke. What? We have uh, breaking news. Oh, breaking news. All right, all right. Breaking news. Breaking I'm guessing news. this has to do with the Brexit, Theresa May, all right? <laughs> it does. I do not Theresa know what the news is, so what's the news, bro? Theresa May wins the confident vote, uh, survives confidently uh, of her leadership. Uh, 200 voted for, keeping her. Uh, 117 voted against. She needs to secure at least 159 votes to, from the conspiracy MPs, half of the parliament plus one to remain as leader. So she won. Yeah, so she, wait, she what, 20 over. So, yeah. All yeah. right. Um, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I'll be yeah. honest. I'm totally surprised. I, didn't, I thought she was going to be out of there. I am extremely surprised by so this. So let me get this straight. The Tories and... They called for a vote of no confidence just to vote no on their own vote? Seems like it. That's um, weird. Uh, 
<laughs> with 200 voted for and 117 against, I mean... I feel like there's be- there's games being played here. Doesn't it seem like there's some kind yeah. of game being played here? Why would you do a vote like that if you knew you were just going to vote against the, your own vote that you were putting up? Why even put it up in the first place? It doesn't make sense to no, me. No, it's... It is... Uh, it is really, really, really weird. I did not think she survived. But... Uh, and sorry for taking this in the middle of what we're really talking hey, about. Hey, it's breaking news. It it, you can only get breaking news when it breaks, so. But here's my question. Tomorrow uh, is the vote for the Brexit thing. Uh, Still going through? Yeah, I would assume so. Is that then going through? I haven't... Well, unless you see something about them canceling it... Um, She's definitely, the EU says they're not going to do any more negotiations, so the last thing to do is to do this vote. And if yeah, it fails, it fails, I guess. That's something we'll have yeah, to cover next week, I suppose. It is going to be really interesting because everybody says it's going to fail. Like, everybody. Nobody believes that she's going to get through. So, are we delaying something? I... I'm going to predict. <laughs> In one week, uh, we don't have Theresa May as uh, the Tory leader. Can that happen? I don't know. Maybe. I guess so. Yes, be- because the, the thing is, like, uh, if she says uh, tomorrow that you have to vote for this and it doesn't go through, what kind of... Uh, leadership does she have? Like, if the Brexit, Brexit, if everybody votes against it, uh, uh, the suggestion she has, she has to go back to the EU, and the EU isn't interested in negotiating with her. So, what kind of power does she have then as a prime minister? She doesn't. I mean, the only other option after that would be to a no deal Brexit, right? Which a lot of people don't want, and some people really do want. Some people want a no deal Brexit. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, audience, that's uh, Brexit talk. Enough. Let's go back to the main topic. Yeah, I think we had just finished with that article, so that was a great place to break in, actually. So let's move on to <laughs> um, uh, the, the small list of corporate logos uh, examples, like different the companies using these different um, types of ancient symbols that we just talked about in the last article. Uh, we can kind of use the last article had a few we could mention. Obviously, uh, Chevron, we said, which uh, the oil mm-hmm. company has the Chevron logo. But if we start with Sun logos, they've got um, Sun Trust, Sun Smart, Sun Trance. Uh, uh, with Moon, we have DreamWorks, uh, Miller, uh, some book called by John Everson called Siren. And then just another picture. That doesn't even look like a logo. Eclipse logos. Uh, these ones are pretty obvious. Twilight Eclipse, uh, the ring. Mm-hmm. But I can think of other ones as well. Uh, let me think. Um, uh, the uh, There's a movie logo where it's like... Uh, I want to say it's Columbia? Where like the big sun thing comes out and then it gets covered oh, up. Oh, it's, it's, it's the next thing that we're going to talk about. It's permit logos and Illuminati all seeing... Ice, we have. Oh, uh, right. So I guess Columbia, the Columbia logo could actually go in both. Yeah. It has, yeah. kind of has to do with both. Yeah. Okay. I think that actually, well, we'll get into another one, but 
uh, when we get into seashells, I think it is, as far as like um, oil logos, the uh, if you look at the shell oil logo, uh, mm-hmm. it can either be a, a, a seashell or if you look at it kind of in a different perspective, it also looks like the rising or setting sun. So that one kind of goes with two different ones as well. But yeah, continue. Yeah, no, I said uh, pyramid logos. You are G logos. Right, the pyramid on the dollar bill here in America. G mm-hmm. logos, Gatorade, obviously, G Shock, G Straw Raw, which I've never heard of actually, but. Then we have some All Thing Eyes, uh, CBS, AOL, Time Warner Cable, and LucasArts. I would suggest every single Big Brother show as well would probably go on that yes. list. <laughs> yes. Here's an interesting one. 666 logos. Walt Disney. That's a weird one. Like, mm-hmm. you really have to look for it, kind of, but the the curly cues in the letters, they all are sixes. But I guess the curly Q kind of is just a six, isn't it? But they show Google <laughs> Chrome here as well. Mm-hmm. And something called Lucius? Lucius? Is that what it is? Never, I've never heard of that, yeah. yeah. Star logos, so you have Macy's, Converse, uh, Starbucks, Walmart, One Star, Heineken, and Macy's. And Sirius uh, Radio, right. Yes. Uh, Serpent logos, I guess uh, the Red Cross Red Shield, uh, the Welcome Trust, MMA, oh, eSports, uh, EA Sports, uh, the EA Sports logo, right. Uh, mm-hmm. Alfa Rom- Romero, I've never heard of that. That must be it's some... It's a car. Oh, it's a car, it's okay. A car. It's a British car. Uh, then we have some light symbols. Bud Light, Quest, I've never heard of that. Sylvania, i never heard of. An Ofram, and Lucius Trust. Uh, Quest was a big kind of telephone company. I don't know if it actually exists here anymore. But I, one thing we were, we were seeing on one video, the guy pointed out uh, Bud Light, which is kind of interesting thing about Bud Light. When you read Bud Light, the if you were to spell light beer... It would not. It would be spelled L I T E, like a light beer. Right. But Bud Light is spelled light, as in like a a, a light bulb, which is very strange right. that they would. But that goes with kind of the whole symbolism is that they're trying to use the word light in in a, a literal sense to get you to right. recognize it as this light, uh, this enlightened thing. Right. That's the idea here with this conspiracy theory. Uh, it symbols, uh, obviously the movie It, um, mm-hmm. the Beatles Let It Be, Coca-Cola's Make It Real, uh, It's the Real Thing was another Coca-Cola, uh, I'm Loving It from uh, mm. McDonald's, Is It In You, Gatorade, those are all kind of It, it symbols. This is It with Michael Jackson dying. Oh yeah, that was, that, mo- that was a movie, wasn't it? I was kind of confused <laughs> yeah. as to what that was, so I didn't yeah. mention it, okay. I forgot. Then you have uh, a lot of uh, Starbucks sirens, like Starbucks, like we said. Uh, One that... The symbol... Oh, go ahead. Uh, Polaris uh, Gateway, never heard of that. Old computer company, I don't think they exist anymore either. And the logo for some Olympic thing. Olympic 2012, the... Uh, oh. UK Olympic 2012 logo, which, like, if you or- reorganize it a little bit, it says Zion, right? Because <laughs> 2012... So many, yes. Right. What did I, I had one here. Fallout 76, bro? Uh, yeah. The 76 logo, according to one of the articles I was reading, uh, 76 
If you do just a little bit of math, it comes out to 666 somehow. I'm not really sure how they mm-hmm. got it, but they definitely said that. Um, the Mercedes-Benz logo, right? They yeah. were saying it has to do with the... Uh, what is this called? The Triquetra, uh, which was a symbol uh, made by the Druids or Celtics, which I've seen plenty of people have this kind of symbol uh, as like a tattoo. And how much fun is it that that is in the new and old Charmed? It's uh, really irrelevant in the Charmed TV show. Uh, In the Book of Life, they use that symbol. Right, uh, it represents infinity, right? But it also reps right. represent. I, I had a girlfriend who was a Christian who had that tattoo, and it was a uh, she. It was supposed to represent the Holy Trinity, is what she called mm-hmm. it. Uh, as, and and she also like if you look at the Holy Trinity symbol, that's where they also get the Jesus fish, because it's just like right. one of those is the Jesus fish, uh, right? So. So, where does this rate on this crazy scale? Right. Is there anything else we need to cover really quick? Oh, I was going to mention, um, according to these uh, conspiracy theorists, this goes back to like ancient, ancient times that they've been stealing these logos to try to uh, to try to manipulate people. And then I remembered, Fro, when we did the origins of Christmas and Mm -hmm. how the Christians stole these pagan symbols of Christmas and created this new type of Christmas to get people to join their religion. Uh, that was definitely exactly what this conspiracy theory is talking about, except we have proof that that actually happened. You know what I mean? Right. The whole, the Christmas, the logos of Christmas are all stolen from pagan roots. It's just now we recognize them as being associated with Jesus, even though they're not. Uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of like an ancient exa- example of what we're talking about here. Um, a crazy scale. It's got to be like an, it's lower than last week. I'm gonna go a seven. Oh. Seven. I totally agree with you, but uh, it's uh, it's up there because it's so obvious. What do you mean, obvious? Oh, it's so obvious that this is is correct. Well, think... that this is actually happening. Yeah. I mean. I think there's some um, symbols. Uh, here's my question. When you say it's happening, do you mean that they're actually trying to use these symbols to kind of subliminally tell you, hey, no, this is no, an enlightened no, no. corporation? So what are you saying by this is actually happening? Like uh, when I see that the Google Chrome has the logo that Google Chrome has now, they have used this as as uh, as um, template. To make they their thing, right? Okay, that's, that's what I meant. But do you think that they're the whole? What do you think the purpose of that is? Oh, I just think it's license. <laughs> <laughs> you just think they saw something and they were like, uh, "Oh, yeah. well, that 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 works out." That looks okay. cool. Yeah, let's shoot this. But then, why do you explain? How, well, you think all these companies were just lazy? That seems like the, that. There's a lot of coincidence that you have to go into there. Like as far as I agree, all, but but yeah. it's, it's it's like I don't I don't think it's coincidence in the way that you think of the word coincidence. I think they they used it because they they kind of uh, maybe they want people to talk about it. Maybe that's that's also one of the things. Like how many times have you? 
mention Google Chrome now. Sure, it's I guess so. Way of, uh, it's a good way to get um, uh, people to talk about your company. I, just, I think there's got to be something more to do with the idea of kind of um, ancient cultures, ancient like ancient Latin, ancient um, Greek, and, and Egyptian kind of mythology. Um, mm. A lot of things are named for those kind of things, including like when a, pa- uh, a paleontologist finds bones or when a... Um, right. Or, you know, they'll name it after some kind of Greek myth or something like that. Or even somebody who finds a new species of animal, biologist, and they'll name it after mm-hmm. some kind... So I think it's the same kind of ideas, like maybe the people who are making these logos, they're just inspired by ancient logos. Uh, and the conspiracy theory here is that those people, even in the ancient times were using these logos for the same, uh, for, for, to, to use them as things to represent enlightenment. And that these people are also using these symbols to represent enlightenment, but is McDonald's really enlightened? Is Enron was Enron before it got <laughs> ruined? Uh, was that enli- an enlightened? Is Shell Shell Oil? Are they an enlightened company? I don't think so. So I think the idea is like when we go back to idolatry, I, uh, they're use are they using these symbols in vain? As far as a symbol of enlightenment is, should that be the symbol of Shell Oil? I think it probably shouldn't be. What do you think? Right. No, I I agree. But I think these Christians take it way more seriously because that concept's in their book as a sin on God. So I can understand how they would take it way more seriously than we would. But there isn't any God. Woo! Flamethrower! Flamethrower! <laughs> but yeah, that's our final thought of the... Right, there's like 13 gods, right? According to uh, most religions we've done on the show. <laughs> let's move up so I know uh, that you have not watched any movies this week because you did definitely not see a movie with me on Sunday yeah we definitely didn't do that right Oh, so we have absolutely nothing to talk about in this segment uh, you and me we watched Mowgli Mowgli yeah was, uh, on Netflix I was to this. yes what what is the full title of it? Mowgli. Oh, I don't something. even know. Yeah, Mowgli something something of the jungle or something. I'd have to look yeah. it up. It's Mowgli on it's the net, new Netflix movie that was actually supposed to be what? Uh Warner Brothers sold it to Netflix Brothers, after yeah. Disney came out with their a Jungle Book film and Warner Brothers didn't want to release this. Well, <laughs> was that the only reason look? <laughs> it had nothing to do with the quality of the movie that we watched this week. <laughs> it might have had to do with the animation in this movie. It might have to do with that. I'm I'm not a hundred percent positive, but the animation on this film was very iffy. It, there was like some that was all right, and then there were some that was the worst animated animals I've ever seen ever. The m- most scary bear, bear I have seen in my entire fucking life. That's for sure. Um, uh, we, we, we talked about it when we were watching this, and everything was in the wrong proportions. Like, every fucking single thing was in the, the wrong proportions. Uh, it's so strange when, 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 like, for example, the bear 
Uh, no, a good example it was Shara Khan. <laughs> the the lion. Uh, Tiger. The lion. Right. Tiger, sorry. His head was extremely big to his body that was a little small for his really big feet. Right, and then Baloo had, like, his legs were way too big for the rest of his body. That It just looked way <laughs> out of proportion and silly. Uh, I, don't, I guess it was stylistic choice, but it didn't really work. Um, oh, it so didn't work. <laughs> I mean, it, it, and then there was Dobby. There was this little friend of Mowgli that looked exactly like Dobby from the Harry Potter movies for some reason. Uh, also, I think the ears were, what were out of proportion for that character, as far yes. as I remember. Yeah. And then the big thing that really bothered me and Fro was the accents in this film. Because for some reason, in <laughs> India, all the animals and Mowgli, for some reason, have British accents. Uh-huh. Yeah, the bear has, like, a very heavy Cockney accent for some reason. The rest of them have different... They're from different areas of England. One of them's from Manchester, apparently. Like a, a bird from uh, down south or, you know, whatever. It's a... They all had different British accents, very strange. Um, and it even got stranger when Mowgli finds, finally meets up with the Great White Hunter, who is the first person he's ever met who has a British accent. Somehow he also has a British accent. So, uh, yeah. Which? Yeah, uh, Mowgli, the leg- legend of the jungle, it's called. Ah, okay. So, this has a lot of um, power behind it. Uh, with that, I mean it's directed by Andy Serkis. I love Andy Serkis. Uh, also has Andy Serkis as the voice. Um, but uh, we don't stop there. We have Christian Bale, Kate Blanchett, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Naomi Harris. And um, I had problems with some of the voice acting, especially uh, between Andy Serkis that played Baralu and Christian Bale that played Bagheera. They sound especially alike in the whole fucking movie. And it's so alike that I could not distinguish who was who. Right, yeah. It was there was the way world. too similar, exactly. Um, which is, I mean, it's weird because they definitely had different accents, but they had the same yeah. accent with. Well, they had a similar tone of voice, Rest but kind of different accent. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm. But overall, once we got done with the film, like the beginning of it was really hard to get into, and the first half yeah. was very, uh, very jungle book you've seen a thousand times, everything cookie cutter. Pretty much, and then yeah. halfway through the film, something happens, yeah. and you're like, "This is what? dark." This is it. Just all of a sudden, yeah. got really, really dark. <laughs> and I didn't mind that. Uh, we found out uh, because this uh, is based on the book, and not uh, um, like everybody else uh, thinks uh, the Disney version. There was no. Uh, um, King of the Monkeys, right. uh, Baloo. No, uh, what was his name again? I, I fucking forgot. Uh, right, I don't but, remember either. Right, Louis. We looked it up. King Louis. Louis. Yes. Yeah. No King Louis in this. This. Uh, right. No singing either, uh, which I actually enjoyed. No. But yes, because Luke states musicals, as we know. Uh, but uh, it was. It it was very. Uh, it it was very slow pacing into 
the new things this movie did. But when it did the new things, it did it really, really, really well. And that saved this movie for, for me. I will say the second half is uh, much better than the first half. Right, yeah, it, I would agree. It it is like it is like uh, water and oil, like it doesn't mix. It, it doesn't go together. But with that said, uh, without spoiling anything for your audience, there's especially one scene that I I thought were whoa, they really went there. Right. Yeah. And, and you didn't expect and, it. Yeah. And I did not expect it. And I really, really liked that about it. That it took some dark turns, to say it might Right, this is not <laughs> this is not your uh, Jungle Book for kids. You should not no, let your kids no. watch this version of the Jungle no. Book. I'm telling you, right no. now. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't ever show your kid this. This is the, this is the grown-up version. Don't show this to kids. You will traumatize them. Even just the animation would traumatize them, let alone what happens in the movie. <laughs> but some of the, the hyena and the bear would give them nightmares, just the animation. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what uh, would you rate this book? Uh, book yeah, or what would you rate this movie? This movie, I gave it a 5.5. Yeah, uh, just yeah. above average. Uh, would have been a lot lower if the second half didn't really, really pick up. So yeah. if you are watching this and you get partway through and go, God, this is super boring. Maybe wait for the <laughs> second half. Cause it might get more entertaining is what we're saying. Um, yes. Cause it's very cookie cutter at the beginning, but yeah, 5.5. What about you? No, I gave it a five. Um, it's, uh, it, it is so half in me because it, uh, when it gets dark, it gets dark. And that is the most fun part of it. And uh, I liked what they were doing there, and the ending was. Uh, it, I will. I will say it now. I like this ending better than the Disney ending. Oh yeah, I'm. I kind of saw it coming, but I'm. I went to film school, so I. You, I kind of know how those kind of things work a little more than other people. So I was able to call it right. a little ahead of time. But um, yes. there was another part that I didn't see coming at all, which was just like, that's yes. the part I think you were talking about earlier, but we're not going to spoil anything, yes. but it was, no, it was a mind blower. Yeah. You didn't, it, nobody it saw was, that coming. It was dark. <laughs> and the way they timed it as well, as far as like yes. when one thing happened and then that happened, the yes. timing was really well. Cause yes. you didn't remember. And, um, and yeah, that whole that whole thing was good, but like we said, the di- some of the dialogue's terrible. The uh, voice Ooh. acting is like a little iffy for sure. Some of yes. the voices, the British accents are terrible, and the animation is uh, hit and miss at best. Probably more miss yes. than hit. And the worst thing about it is that Khan's played by Kate Blanchett, one of my favorites voice actors out there. She's the worst thing about the movie. <laughs> She's the worst thing. The snake. I guess so, yeah. It's one of the worst things yeah. for sure. I don't know if it's the worst thing, but it's up there. Oh, it's the worst thing. Okay, okay what else What else have you watched this week? Uh, I saw a movie with Nicolas Cage in it from... I think yeah. this was from June 2018. You finally saw that horror movie that I recommended to you. I'm so happy that you finally saw this horror movie that I have recommended to Oh, you. Mandy? Mandy? No, I did not yeah. see Mandy. Uh, no, this was called 211, oh. Fro. 
Uh, oh! It was from June, I believe, of 2018. Uh, this oh. was about him. He's a cop, and he gets... Oh. Uh, he ends up um, the first kind of person on the scene of a bank robbery, and these guys have, are heavily armed bank robbers who are, like, mercenaries, uh, ex-military or whatever. This is a, a huge propaganda film for giving the police military equipment. Is what it is. It's a two-hour propaganda film for giving the police tanks and rocket launchers. Um, and the dialogue is probably some of the worst dialogue I've seen this year. This is a contender for worst of film of this year. I don't know, or at least in the top five. I gave this a 2.0, solid, not going above a 2.0 in any case. Um, not only was it propaganda, but the dialogue was horrible, the acting was horrible, the storyline was incredibly simplistic and stupid, and there were things that happened in it that you were just like, that's not real. That could never happen in real life. So, yeah. 2.0. Cool. I saw a really cool documentary this week called Bob Laser. Is that his name? You you told me his name. Oh, Bob Lazar. 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 Yeah. I, I read it as laser because it's L. Oh, it's spelled kind of the same, L. you know, the S, in, S in, or the Z instead of the S. Which, right. But I think it's a foreign name, so I've just heard it before, so I know it's how, now know how it's pronounced. That's all. Uh, and the movie is called Bob Lazar, Area Fifty One, and Flying Saucers. It's a really good documentary. Wow, I like this documentary. Right, I know the story uh, behind him. He he worked there supposedly, right? Yes. All right. They say that he didn't, and this works so good as a documentary. It's one of my favorite documentaries of the year. Uh, I will give it a eight point five, actually. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that's up there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we will see where it goes. We're going to talk about that soon. In two weeks, we're soon. doing best movies, right? Next week is best yes. TV. Yeah, exciting stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. we talk about it all year, so it's really exciting that we actually get there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, the last movie that I forgot that I watched was uh, Assassination Nation. So, <laughs> say that ten, ten times fast. Assassination Nation. <laughs> Assassination Nation. Assassination Nation, <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, this is uh, The Purge uh, just uh, done in a different way. Uh, I'm not going to say much more because I really want you to see this. But I really liked it. Uh, I will give it a 7 yeah, seven out of five. Oh, seven solid. Okay. Yeah. So you think it, it's good enough? All right. Uh, is it too much of a ripoff that I'm just going to go? Oh, this is the same, like that, or no, okay. no, no, no. All right, cool. Assassination Nation. <laughs> there was a comedy movie I tried to watch, but I only got about ten minutes in because it was so bad I didn't even continue watching it. It was called The Postman, uh -huh. but I didn't even I didn't even get that far. Not the Kevin Costner postman. It was... <laughs> I was just going to say that. Was Kevin Costner in it? It's not funny to know what. No, it was, I was like... just going to ask that. <laughs> it was actually a, a comedy movie uh, about an actual postman, like on, on in like a city block, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, 
watch the movie trailer for Tyrell. Photographs have just been released by the National Park Service. You remember the dispute about the inaugural crowds. Okay. Is this about What is uh, happening right now? Is this about Bigfoot? Oh, I've seen that guy before. The main character. Yeah, it's Tyrell Williams. It's not Tyrell. <laughs> I'm guessing this kid is a lot shorter than Tyrell Williams because I've only seen a picture. Oh, happy birthday, Nobody knows what that is. Black accent. You know what I mean? Come on. You have to be more specific than that. No. Right, you oh. Did they? Was that the sound from Cinema Sins a second ago? Yeah. Yeah, it is sound from Cinema Sins. Oh, it's Michael Sarah. Yeah. He plays Tyrell Williams. Yeah, Michael Sarah playing Tyrell Williams. Uh, one of the most terrifying non-horror films? Oh, okay. It really looks like a horror film so far. Yeah. How much man are you? Are you gonna find out? Come on! I really want to see this move. Oh, this guy played Easy and Straight Outta Compton, bro. He was in Keanu. Yeah. One of my favorite oh, yeah. movies, Keanu. Yeah, so that's where I remember him from. I remember him as the football receiver for the Los Angeles. Uh... <laughs> Los Angeles somethings? Uh, Chargers? Sure. We, we are so... Up, up to date on our uh, sports trivia. That yeah, it must be. <laughs> I think it was Los Angeles structures. Yeah. So uh, the whole thing is that uh, before, before uh, when Luke cut the sound off before we started recording, I said, "Oh, is this a, a movie about Tyrell Williams?" And Luke didn't know who Tyrell Williams were. Was and I don't follow American football, and I actually know Tyrell Williams. Well, is and but I don't follow American football either, bro. <laughs> That's the thing, right? right. <laughs> but 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 then we found out he he played for college football at at Western Oregon. So I know somebody from Oregon, right? He he lived in Salem and went to high school in Salem. Apparently, I, I have no idea who this guy is, but yep, yep. Just explaining the jokes for everybody else. So this uh, got five out of ten. No, five five point two out of ten on IMDb, sixty five on Rotten Tomatoes, one point five out of four on Roger Ebert for some reason. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the same thing. So yeah. But what is this movie, Luke? Uh, Tyler spins out of control when he realizes he's the only black person attending a weekend birthday party in a secluded cabin. Secluded cabin, mm-hmm. everything. It sounds like it should be a horror movie, right? Drama comedy, bro. Mm-hmm. So, 
looks like a horror movie, right? Not guess it's not a horror movie. Did you get any reviews? Yeah, who is it by, and do we have any people in it? No, oh, we never do that for the ADC, but we can, I guess, this time if you want. Um, director Sebastian Silva, no. and we already kind of mentioned who was in it: Michael Sarah, yeah, Jason Mitchell, Michael right? Sarah. Yeah, I didn't know Michael Sarah was in this until we watched the trailer. To be honest, so <laughs> me either. <laughs> yes, I found some uh, audience review. It wasn't many, actually. Uh, there's only three on Rotten Tomatoes, believe it or not. Um, oh, it's because this is a super indie film, Fro. I think it came out in like 50 theaters. Uh, that's oh. it. Uh, uh, nationwide, so. Oh, really? Uh, Kevin P. gave it one star. Well, pretty clear. Uh, Tyrell is about uh, race and uncomfortable presence in everyday culture. The movie's surrounding feels nothing more like an empty, disjointing shell of telling everything without any meaning. It's one of the worst movies I've seen this year. So. Okay, yeah. Uh, I went to... Uh... That sounds about right. I mean, it didn't look that bad to me, uh, no. and it's, but it didn't look like a comedy either. So I was really confused by the comedy part when I watched the trailer, mm-hmm. but okay, whatever. Uh, Jason Turner on the Facebook says, uh, I finished wasting one hour and 26 minutes of my life. I waited for this to come out, and now I'm mad I wasted my time. This movie made oh, no wow. sense at all. Uh, Andrea Spearman says... Whack, who goes into the wi- woods with all white people? That's literally how you get killed. That's what she says. <laughs> we actually got a lot of those on the Facebook. A lot of people saying that. Here's one from Jewel Rowling saying, "Well, uh, I advise young black men, no matter how friendly your white classmates, friends, coworkers appear to be, never go out out on an outing or event with them as the only black person in the group. Um, I had a nephew who got shot when he was 15 hunting his with his best white friends and several others. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then we have this one lady, uh, Sabrina Miranda, who got a lot of heat on the Facebook for saying this post, bro. Uh, can we stop making movies that make all white people look crazy or murderers racist? Two wrong things don't make a right. It's not right to cast black men as thugs and pimps and black women as hoes, and it's not right to make all white people as two-dimensional racists. Uh, I hate being... uh, I hate being freaking... uh, Oh, I hate being freaking white since Trump took office. He makes all of us uh, people look like total pieces of shit. And then there was about 40 comments below that, Fro, because people were like, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, she's not really wrong, though. (laughs) It was just, it was a very interesting comment to be making on this Facebook page, so yeah, I thought I'd mention it. Um... Also coming out this movie, is this really fresh movie nobody has called, uh, heard of uh, before? Uh, called Schindler's List. Never heard of this movie. Uh, it was really released to a thousand and twenty-nine people. Theaters, right? Theaters. Okay, right. totally. Uh, I don't know why they released Schindler's List again for Christmas, but I, 
I think it's do a lot of people want to go see Schindler's List as a family? They're like, hey, it's Christmas time, family movie, family movie time. What's a good family Christmas movie? Schindler's List. Those things don't really go together for me, but <laughs> what you don't think Schindler's List is? Oh, did you hear that in the background? It's a train. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you don't think Schindler's List is a fun family movie to see? Oh my gosh, right. I didn't think about the train correlation until you just said the name of the movie again. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think it would be a very fun family entertaining uh, time uh, for Christmas. But hey, yeah. you know, maybe they think it's going to do well this time of year. I have no idea why they put it out. <laughs> and another movie that's very independent movie coming out uh, didn't come out to a whole lot of theaters. I think this one came out to less than Tyrell did, Fro. I want to say like 35 or something. Uh, it's called mm. Swimming with Men. Uh, mm. A man suffers, uh, suffering a midlife crisis finds new meaning in his life after joining an all-male, middle-aged, amateur, synchronized swimming team. Uh, 44% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 44% on Metacritic, um, director Oliver Parker, uh, starring Charlotte Riley, Rob Byron, and Rupert Graves. Go ahead. Didn't, uh, Bumblebee also came out last week? I think it comes out next week, right? I can look real quick if you can, if you continue the show. I will do that, because uh, one of the things that we we wanted to talk about before we end this is uh, Time uh, Person of the Year, um, is The Guardians and the War of Untruth, is the magazine's front cover. Uh, Time Magazine has chosen The Guardians, a group of journalists who has been targeted for their works as Persons of the Year, series of Four black and white covers highlights uh, what the magazines call the war on truth. The group uh, includes Jamal uh, Khashoggi, the Washington Post computer that was killed at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul in October. It's the first time uh, a person of the year is a deceased person, actually. Okay. Uh, Uh, Another. Oh, yeah. Continue. Sorry. Another cover featured Wallon and Kawe Soyu, two Reuters journalists who was arrested one year ago uh, in Myanmar. Right, okay. uh, We were working on stories about killing of the Rwanga Muslims, a minority population in the Myanmar Iraq district. The two men uh, uh, remains behind uh, bars. Their wives were photographed for the cover. And the Guardians also include journalists of the Capital uh, Gazette, uh, the Annapolis, Maryland newspaper, where five employees were uh, murdered by uh, a gunman last trip. And the fourth cover shows Marisa Risa, chief executive uh, of the Philippine news uh, website Rappler. Uh, she was indicted uh, last month on tax evasion charges, a case that speech, uh, free speech and civil liberties activists has warned is a part of a wider crackdown by dissident by Philip President, uh, uh, Philippine uh, President Rodrigo Duarte's administration. So, 
that's cool. Yeah. I'm uh, definitely, uh, I think it was two days before that Fro had sent me an article that was like the list of the possible, I think it was like the top 10 possibles right. that could go in. And when I saw the list, uh, Jamal Khashoggi was the only person on the entire list that I thought seemed reasonable. You know what I mean? Right. I think Putin and Trump were two of them on the list. And the one that was highlighted mm. was um, uh, families at the border, right? Right. Uh, which was a little strange because it's multiple people, but this again, this is multiple people. Um, you know who I think is missing from this Guardians, uh, you know, uh, persecuted journalists that, that should probably be in this list is a guy named Julian Assange. But hey, whatever, mm-hmm. that's fine. <laughs> uh, Aquaman fro comes out the 21st. Uh, I said Bumblebee. Oh, Bumblebee comes out the 21st. <laughs> Sorry. Ah. Yeah, and actually the uh, weird, um, what do you call it, Deadpool movie comes out today is uh, yes. in America. Yeah, Go and see it because uh, uh, money uh, for that goes to cancer research. Oh, really? Okay. What is yeah. it called again? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Once Upon a Deadpool, I think it is? Yes. It comes out today in theaters uh, here in America, so go check that out. Support cancer research, I guess. Is it a good cancer yes. research place or is it Komen? <laughs> it's not common. Okay, good. All right. Fudge, fudge cancer, I think they call this campaign. It's oh, cool. Of, fuck, yeah. I like it. So, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, just uh, audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go get a free trial and a free book, 30-day trial. Get a free book, cancel the trial. Don't get charged any money. Keep your free book. And we get some... Money! We get a little thing tossed our way as well, yeah, to help us out. Yeah. Money, 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 money. Money! And uh, if uh, people don't know what that was, that is from The Apprentice. With our good leader and supporter, Donald Trump. Oh, hail Donald Trump. And his hair. I think we bow down to his hair and Boris. Boris's hair combined with their f- hair forces combined. Their Captain Hair. So next week we will definitely not talk about any Brexit news whatsoever. That is uh, my. <laughs> That's my fake prediction. <laughs> whatever is going on. Tomorrow we'll come I, I really week. don't know what's going on tomorrow. If anything's going to go down, or it could be a huge, it could either be a huge deal or not. Like nothing could happen. Nothing right, exactly. Yeah. So who knows, really? But uh, uh, either way, I think something interesting is going to happen as far as Teresa May goes. So let's see. Yeah, uh, we will cover episode four and five of 1983. We will do another digital review of a movie I have heard. Absolutely nothing good about Mortal Engines. I just saw a commercial uh, for it yesterday for the first time, and I'm totally uh, confused what the hell it's about. So I have absolutely no clue. Uh, all I know, it's uh, produced by the man behind uh, uh, Lord of the Rings movies. Hmm, okay. But we will start our countdown of the best and worst next week. Uh, we will start with top five best and worst TV shows. So uh, of 2018, right? 
Because it's what of we got. 2019. Yeah. Right, we got three weeks left in the year, so the next two weeks is going to be our top five best and worst of 2018, and then yeah. two weeks after that, right, we're going to do our most anticipated of 2019 after the end of the new year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anything you want to <sighs> talk about? Is it anything? Yeah. Uh, I mentioned titty news, right? Yeah. Oh, I got my sh- mm. uh, Christmas shopping completely done this week, bro. Totally finished. Mm. I, I don't have a single thing to buy until I f- remember somebody I forgot. You know what I mean? <laughs> so when is my present coming? I don't... What? <laughs> I think me and Fro have an un- uh, unspoken understanding that we just don't send each other presents. But if Fro sometimes sends me a present, <gasps> I might have to send him a present. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have an understanding because I don't really know your address. It's not like I I can I can put uh, Luke uh, your last name organ somewhere. All right, exactly. <laughs> that and, and and if we were actually sending things, I think the only way we could actually do gift exchange if it was like an online thing because sending a gift now. to you it would be more money to. Except to ship it, then yeah. the gift would be to put into the box, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, how I done it with Margaret this year. I gave her. I'm going to give her something digital. Okay, I was gonna say, don't ruin it. Yeah. It's not Christmas yet. No, no. Is that Christmas spoilers? Would would that be what that is? No, no. She doesn't listen to that anyway. No, oh, yeah. Nobody <laughs> probably gets this far. You're probably right, except for Jeremy, maybe. <laughs> Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Jer- Hi Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, that is now, Jeremy. <laughs> We're about to finish the show. <laughs> yeah. So this this is only for you, Jeremy. This 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 segment here is only for you. We call it Jeremy's Corner. <laughs> two last minutes of the podcast. So, what do you think about Jeremy's haircut? It's 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 cool, right? What a cool haircut! Yeah, it's stylish. Yeah, yeah. very classic, but also stylish. stylish. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh, nobody else listens to this. So. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, should, we, we should name it another digital Jeremy. Okay, I'm writing it down. <laughs> A- okay. ADJ, right? All right. ADJ, yes. Okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this has been a goofy ending of a serious show called Another Digital Citizen, episode 166. Uh, just uh, 1,006 1, episodes to 1666. Oh, all right. Yeah. So... From Norway and America, this has been an official citizen. Goodbye, Jeremy. Goodbye, Jeremy. Goodbye, citizen. <laughs> <laughs>